You are listening to Zen and the Art of Triathlon. Hey there, all you triathlon freaks and geeks, and welcome to another great episode of Zen and the Art of Triathlon. On this episode, we have an interview with the best swimmer in Ironman, Lauren Brandon. She is the pro female that swims not only through the other pro females in the field during an Ironman race, but also swims through most of the men's field and passes lots of them, even though they started uh, five minutes ahead of her and uh, exits the water in front of almost everybody. It is amazing. We're super lucky to have her on the show. She's going to tell us all about how she trains, how she races, what she eats, what she does for workouts. Oh, man. She does something for her swim workout that's almost exactly what I do. I'm so happy that I'm doing something that somebody is so good is doing, and we're going to share it with you, and you'll be able to put it in effect for yourself. It's really cool, actually. All right. Also, I'm echoey on purpose because we are in a new house, a better house, a much, much better house, and I'm in the training cave, and it doesn't have much stuff in it yet. So the walls are uh, bouncing my voice off. But of course, one of the very first things I brought in was my bike. So it is here. I've already done a bike workout, even though we haven't finished <laughs> moving in yet. You can hear that. Uh, we are in the training cave, got my bike, got a fan, got the TV set up. But I think we're going to have a dedicated Zentri studio in here. And that means we're going to have to hang things on the wall so they don't echo like this, right? But the other thing is the house has um, a swimming pool in the backyard. I've posted pictures of on Instagram. Uh, I've got a paddleboard in the backyard in the, in the pool, and my black lab has already been standing on the paddleboard in the middle of the pool, which is pretty funny. And I'm trying to think what else. It's just got a whole lot more shade. Um, it's right in the middle of a big running loop, a two-mile running path. It's inside of a two-mile running path, and I just walk over, uh, I don't know, a hundred or a couple hundred feet and get on the trail and can run two miles nonstop and end up right where I started again. It's really cool, and it's just a whole bunch of like really cool upgrades to our last house, and it's it's quiet. It's way more zen, way more zen. There, it's a it's a house that uh, of course uh, it wasn't new and the people that lived here before the guy got into gardening he's retired and there's kale in the backyard <laughs> I go is that I swear that's kale isn't it and he said yeah I grew it without or without pesticides so yeah you can you can eat it all you want and I was like oh my gosh this is crazy it's so cool so we'll get into that in the future episodes um, about all the stuff. Um, it doesn't have an endless pool in it yet, but we've talked with endless pools, and we're talking about putting a fast lane in. It's where you can add on a uh, the swim current generator and put it in uh, your pool so you can swim. But then we're talking about heating the pool so I can swim in it most of the year round, um, all kinds of cool stuff. And then I can give swim lessons here. How about that? That'll be really neat. All right, let's quit talking about 
the house. And let's also mention that, let's see, I raced Kai in his first ever adult triathlon. They let kids register all the way down to age 12. And Kai and his buddy, his other 12-year-old friend, did it. And uh, he got... Colin got third, Kai got fourth by four seconds in the 19 and under age group in a a triathlon in Austin. And Austin is legit. And a lot of it was on the, um, it was a sprint try, but it was on the Austin half Ironman course, same lake, same, same, uh, bike course. Uh, it was legit. It was crazy. So I'll talk about that more after the, uh, the interview with Lauren and let's see. I think that's about it before um, we get going. Oh, I, I have uh, cards and letters, emails is what we like to call them, uh, from listeners, and one of them has a question about CrossFit, so we'll get to that soon. Okay, let's go ahead and get started with Lauren. The uh, coolest thing is that I had Lauren uh, read the news with us, and you're going to find out that she's actually never been on a podcast before, and she's actually uh, really shy, which I thought was so funny. It never occurred to me that she would be shy. And um, she's shy and nervous, and uh, it's just so funny uh, listening to her kind of warm up at first and get used to talking on the show and then uh, settling in. And then we just have, like, the best conversation ever, so much swimming stuff. But not just swimming stuff, because you got to remember, she is... uh, you know, the grade A swimmer, but also at Ironman Texas, she got sixth. So she's also a whopper of a cyclist and a runner to be able to do that. And it's really, really cool. So we find out, dude, what age did she start swimming? What's some of her favorite tricks and stuff like that? Okay, let's, uh, let's go talking about the interview and get to the interview. Here we go. Welcome to the next level. Hey, Brett. Hey, Lauren. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Have I reached you in... Are you in Nebraska? No, I'm (laughs) in Texas. Oh, cool. What part? Yeah. I live in Fort Worth. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And you're in Texas as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, I, almost, I almost lived in Fort Worth. I got a, uh, was looking at jobs there one time when I was getting out of college a long time ago. Okay, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been here, I guess, seven years. Oh, okay. That's quite, quite a while. while. Um, yeah. I actually like Fort Worth a lot. The I'm in College Station. I went to A&M. Oh, okay. And All right. then I had, I got a bachelor's and then I hung around for a, a master's and then I got a job in San Diego, which was incredible. Yeah. And then in uh, the tech crash of 99 to no 2000. Uh-huh. Um all the the entire company went belly up and we all got oh, laid man. off and um Oof. back then the the only decent place to get a job is kind of where you got your degree from. Yeah. <laughs> it was so hard to find Gosh. a job. I ended up back That's right rough. back in Texas, right back in College Station again. Yeah. Because uh I'm sure, you know Texas A&M is like a huge network. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like we call it the mothership here. As a joke. <laughs> My uh, sister-in-law went there, so yes, I know all about. Oh, the AM. cult. You're aware of the cult. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Very cool. But you went to um, you went to Nebraska. I did. Yeah, I grew up in California, and uh-huh. then um, got recruited to go to Nebraska to go swim. It's a little different. So. Uh, 
They yeah, to, it was quite did they a have change. to break the ice every day to get in the pool or, or what? <laughs> no. I re- we did used to have um, our hair would freeze when we got out of the pool and uh-huh. walked outside, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a big change from San Francisco area. Oh, you're from San Francisco? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I did, um, I did Alcatraz one year. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I, love I was that so one. excited about doing that. Yeah. I didn't even care about the bike or the run. I, I just wanted to to do the swim. Just do the swim? Yeah. That was actually my first open water swim, like just oh the Alcatraz swim. Wow. Yeah, super fun. And then, I, um, I don't know, uh, I, I need to warn people because I talk about this on almost every episode because it was so epic <laughs> for me, is I swam across Lake Tahoe. I was... Uh, I saw that. Yeah. And um, I'm gonna, we're going to get later in the interview, I'm going to ask you why... With your swim background, maybe you're going to start doing this crazy stuff. Oh, gosh. I but, don't know. Didn't, wasn't it like 22 miles? Is that what I saw? Yeah. yeah. From south to north. There's, a, there's an 11 mile. It's about half the width if you go <laughs> uh, west to east. There's like a sw- an official swim where they do that. Yeah. And oh. I would do that as, the, um, as somebody's first if they're going to do something big. And um, it was actually pretty – it was nice. It was like a swimming pool most of the time. It was nice. How long did it take you? <laughs> um, 13 and a half hours oh man and no well but i had done <laughs> i had been getting horrible. into trail running okay and i had done an ultra marathon the 100 miler ultra marathon thing. oh goodness and i just compare everything to that because i i barely lived through that and i was like <laughs> you like everything else 26 <laughs> hours and so when jamie patrick who's oh famous gosh. around there he asked me if i wanted to do this and i was like well how long and we like did worst case scenario about how long it would take yeah me and I was like, gosh, if, if I have a bad swim and like bad conditions, because water can really, you know, you get chop and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it definitely. Really bad. And I was like, maybe, I mean, like worst case, 15, 16 hours. And I was like, oh my gosh. But I, I've <laughs> nearly died for like 26 hours. So, <laughs> so you can handle that. Yeah, I was but like, okay, I'm totally in. And it's the water. So what's, what's the big deal? You know, zero oh, gravity. Man. It's like you're in space. You're just floating along. So. Yeah, um, no, no problem at all. Thirteen no. hours. Well, let's get all into that. <laughs> yeah, oh let's get into all that later because you are the first pro interview guest that we're going to read the news together. Oh boy! I got okay. this idea um, last. My last interview was uh, Jocelyn McCauley. Yeah, and she's super nice and has a really mm-hmm. good radio voice and everything. She has yeah. like, a good interview voice, and I was like, man, I should be asking people guess if they want to read the news with me because i listen to another podcast where they do that it's not a trap yeah. on it's just a comedy podcast okay they, and going over the news is funny and like what's going on and getting somebody else's opinion on it is is fun <laughs> did you bring any news i asked you if you were going to bring any news stories um did you do i your homework? do not have any news <laughs> okay now i'll give you some then i got enough for okay. both of us <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> how many uh you said you might be nervous because you don't do a lot of interviews or is this uh, your first podcast this is one? my first podcast oh right i got to you first awesome yeah and i'm um yeah public speaking is my least favorite thing in the whole world mm-hmm. so i used to like pass out when i was in high school you yeah. know because i got so nervous so um well yeah i found <laughs> that doing podcasts thing. doing podcasts totally changed my personality yeah um because i you know i could do public speaking if i had to i didn't really want mm-hmm. to and then um, the first 
many episodes of, of this show. I used to record by myself, and if my wife walked in, I would just freeze. Like, I couldn't even record <laughs> stuff that's that no one's listening to until, like, next week <laughs> if somebody else walks in. And now I, like, yell at her, get out of here, I'm trying to record. <laughs> And, um, awesome. But it totally changed how easy it is for me to go up to people and talk to them. And I had to do a presentation. Um, I've had to do some presentations for work. Yeah. Uh, every year I have to do a couple or a few. And um, ever since I started doing the podcasting thing, they rate you on like how well you're doing. Um, it's like they love, like I get really high ratings because of how easy. Po- what I'm saying is podcasting is like training wheels to how get easy. you. Um, okay. Because there's no like big audience like right now. It's true. No. Yeah. And so it's super No easy. one has to look at me, thank goodness. I know. I can just be here red and sweating and yeah. nobody can see. I can't believe you're nervous. Okay. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Knowing what I know, there's like, you have nothing to worry about. Especially, um, I can go back and edit things. I can make oh, us sound yeah. like geniuses is what I always say. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Okay. Let's see. Biggest thing in the news. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. Okay. You got to be serious. Just kidding. Okay. Iron Man Texas. Have you heard of it? Yes, I have. Okay. That happened, uh, let's see, it was weekend before last? Just last weekend. And let's see, I heard, let's see, who won that thing? Matt Hansen. Um, for the men, Matt Hansen, and uh-huh. for the women, Jody Robertson. Jody Robertson, who, yeah. did you hear about her open marathon time? Yes, 234. Four or five? Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, coming off with um, only a five-minute lead to her is not a good thing. <laughs> no. It sounds no. like she just run down everybody. Yeah. And yeah. The, um, how, do you, uh, how do you pick up on your competition? Do you like – because a lot of – like uh, Jocelyn, you know, did an interview on this show and she did uh, TRS Radio – do yeah. you listen, if you hear that they're on a podcast, do you listen in and kind of see what they're thinking? Um, I've listened to a couple of podcasts. Mm-hmm. I did actually listen to the TRS one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I stay pretty up to date with, I think, a lot of my competitors and a lot of them are my friends. So I know what's yeah. going on and um, I just love the triathlon community. So I really do know results and what's going on. Oh, so. It's easy for you to keep up because you... You want to keep up. You like it. Yeah, yeah. I do. I really like Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes you wonder about some people. They're just in it to win and they don't care about anybody else and they just do yeah, their own I thing. Yeah, I definitely think there's some people that don't really uh-huh. pay attention to... Um, anybody else. Anybody else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. But I do. A lot of people are my friends. Do you, so. um, do you follow people on Twitter and like kind of see what they're talking about? Yeah, Twitter, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll look at people's blogs if they write them. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, interviews, yeah. whatever's out there. What do you think about everybody getting pregnant all of a sudden? Oh my goodness, there's crazy. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, I feel like it's a good year to go to Kona. I know that's the first <laughs> thing I think of. Like <laughs> Jody, Jody, uh, well, swallow Jody, swallow Kona, uh, yeah, she's yeah. been on this show a while back. Okay. Oh, she is intense. And I saw that she was pregnant. I was like, well, there you go, right there. I know. So a whole bunch of yeah. people are going, oh, thank God. I know. I think I texted my husband. I was uh, like, well, there's another one. <laughs> keep, keep doing it. I know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, don't get pregnant. That's the goal, right? Yeah. Jeez. Let's see. Uh, okay, there's this weird thing that happened for the second time at Ironman, oh. Texas. 
is what? some woman outswam not only the entire <laughs> um, female field, but swam into the men's field and probably <laughs> passed all the men except for like a couple, but uh, posted a time that was faster than all the men. Have you heard yeah. about this? Yeah, I, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this Lauren Brandon person. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, when you're swimming, what you What do you got to have... say for yourself about that? What's happening? Where you, one, is where are you keeping the motor? Is it like in your legs? It's like the electric bikes where they put the battery packs in the... I know. Who was I think Iron Man said, um, don't worry, everyone. We checked her for fins. And <laughs> I, have, I have ginormous feet. I wear... Uh. 12s well actually 12s are a little small so mm -hmm. my run shoes are 11 in men if that yeah. gives you any indication of mm -hmm. how large my feet are so they're kind of like fins yeah um but yeah definitely so how tall are they only five nine you think oh. i would be taller <laughs> yeah those are just like those are just like flippers <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah well yeah but this is the second year that you've done did you have post the fastest swim time last year too I did. I yes. And I did. Uh, what about? Oh man, what's it like? Like going throughout that that pack what's of guys. Like? And and then uh, the other question is like, what do um? Well, no, we'll start with the first question. First question. <laughs> what's it like? Like okay. going through all those guys like that? Are you well, wearing a different color swim cap? Like a are the female pros wearing like a. Like a gold yeah. or silver or a pink. Yeah, typically or we do have different colors. I think mm -hmm. we were green and maybe the boys were silver. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't, you know, there are kind of a couple stragglers of men that I kind of caught one by one. And mm -hmm. then there's the huge pack, which I think was the second that pack. Stood um, on top of and rode like that, a horse. Into... That I passed, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, that I need passed. to swing wide and go around <laughs> these guys. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I when I came out of the water, I heard the announcer say that I had the fastest swim time. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Now well, I need to go bike and run. <laughs> was um, was Ironman, I thought I read about you that Ironman Texas was your first Ironman ever last year? Um, it was my second. I yeah. had flown to Ironman New Zealand with my oh, mom wow. okay. and that was my first one, but I didn't finish. Okay. Um, had a rough day, so I didn't get through the marathon. So mm -hmm. Ironman Texas was the first one that I've ever finished. And last year it was short as well. The bike was short. So, right. um, Oh, that's but right. I did yeah. Finish. Yeah. 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 It was a weird year. It's kind of an almost uh, Ironman. It's yeah. Exactly. That, that was such a mess. Um, it was a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, was happy like not to do course ever. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> um, yeah. It was a lot of turns. I think they said almost one per mile or something. It was um, yeah. interesting. Yeah. It was fun. You didn't get bored. That was for sure. No. So yeah. let's see. Uh, Jocelyn yeah. McCauley, who, uh, she had a ton of flats during the race. She had like three flats I know, or something. Three flats. And, and I she think said that something else wrong. There was, oh, her shifter stopped working and she was yeah. stuck in the big chain ring. And, oh my gosh. And, uh, God. what, like at 50 RPM or something. That's she said. horrible. Not and fun. She, um, did you see all these, um, uh, expansion joints she was talking about? Or did you notice anything like that? She said that she saw lots of people having flats from that. Yeah, I don't really 
no. <laughs> um, yeah, don't really remember. Um, I didn't have any problems. I guess I was lucky. Um, I did see some people on the side of the road, some crashes and mm -hmm. yeah, a few flats. I saw a couple of the pro men on the side of the road. Um, yeah. I don't know if any other pro women got flats, but I know, um, at the first turnaround or second turnaround on the highway, Jocelyn was right with Alicia. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, they're right there. And then, um, the next turnaround, I didn't see Jocelyn. I was like, oh man. So I didn't know what yeah. had happened, but yes. That's gotta that's be so uh, frustrating to have bike oh my gosh. after all that training, it's your oh career. <clears throat> and then, um, to have that kind of stuff. And you only race so many times a year than these huge races. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess she's fortunate in a way that at least she won Ironman New Zealand, mm -hmm. Zealand, so she had some good points from that, and then the other Ironman she won, so yeah. hopefully she's good for Kona, but yeah, that was definitely some bad luck, for sure. Yeah. All right, and did you, oh, you're going to tell us, this is your new story. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Stark, Andrew Starkowitz, <laughs> come back. Yeah. So did you witness any of that, some of it? Did you see him on the bike? I did. Yeah. Um, gosh, so amazing. I mean, obviously I um, kind of kept up to date with what was happening. Mm -hmm. And I know that he went through a lot. I mean, had to what re like relearn how to walk. I mean, oh, yeah. gosh, that was horrible. And um, I didn't realize that he was racing. I feel like yeah. that's pretty amazing that he was at the start line. I saw him at the pro meeting. And then to see him on the bike out front and then to learn that he what went 401 and broke yeah. the I don't know record for yeah. iron distance like holy yeah. cow that's um he averaged like 28 20... miles an hour oh my gosh <laughs> yeah he must have I'm trying to work my way up to walks. like 23 <laughs> or 22 and I'm just like oh my god yeah that He's, was yeah. quite impressive yeah. yeah I mean amazing and so for people that don't know, he was hit by, well, he's had a whole bunch of bad things happen. Uh, Ironman yeah. Texas last year, he ended up walking and he had a yes. stress fracture of some sort in his head oh, or something. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and then he got, his son got really, his infant son got really sick with, I can't remember what it was now, but it was in the hospital. So he was doing yeah. like trying to raise money to, I think he was trying to raise money to help pay for medical Yeah, bills. he was. Was that after his crash or before? No, and I think, and then he got hit. But then he got hit. By a van and dragged under a van. Oh, yeah. And was, Ugh. I mean, that looked like a career ender. That was terrible. For Yeah. I mean, you yeah. saw those pictures of him in the hospital. And yeah, with his leg gashed. Did you oh, see the picture of that? Yes. Oh, my God. I was eating when I saw it. I almost threw it. <laughs> You're like, oh, man, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it warned you at the beginning of it. It said these are graphic Yes, images. it did. I was like, well, Disclaimer, yeah, it's not that bad. And I was like, oh, yeah. my God. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like he got attacked yeah. by a shark. I know. Yeah. Oh, there's a reason I ride inside. Jeez. Yeah. How much do you ride inside? Uh, I would say 100% except when I go race. Really? You don't worry about bike yeah. skills getting rusty or anything like that? <laughs> no. I mean, I raced Ironman. So um, if I had to go <laughs> how race. Much, how, much, how much bike skills do you really? Yeah, have? exactly. Yeah. Out of a, like the rest, last race, but mm -hmm. I did four U-turns. So it wasn't bad. I yeah. wouldn't go race Ironman France when you have to go descend down a mountain um, oh, no. yeah. before when 70.3 worlds was in Austria, my husband mm -hmm. was like, you 
need to <laughs> go outside and work on your skills. So we yeah. um, flew to my parents' house in California and, mm. you know, did some mountain climbing and yeah. descents. And yeah, not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. So, Love the trainer. Speaking of bike handling skills, did you see the arrow bars on Anthony Costas's? Yes. Bike? Every time he passed me, or we were always going in opposite directions, mm-hmm. it's like, oh my goodness, that position was just awkward looking. But yeah. obviously, I think he was in second, mm-hmm. I yeah. believe. For yeah. A long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are those? So I've actually ridden a pair of them. The owner okay. um, came by here. He lives. He's from the Woodlands or something. So he came oh, by okay. here, and he wanted some airtime on the show if if I would. And I tested them yeah. out, and uh, they're crazy. <laughs> they really yeah. work. And I mean, you're talking about so the the you don't have bullhorns, right? The they have hinges instead, and they they pivot forward. And oh. so you're either in the arrow position or if you want to yeah. go into the upright position, they fold back and lock into place. And oh, my. Yeah. And so you better have good bike handling skills. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I will think, never be using them. <laughs> no, you would think you need good bike handling skills. But once you – only to learn how to use them and then once you learn how to use them, then you don't need it anymore. It's like amazing. Wow. wow. And, well, yeah. um, and then you have all that reduced drag right on the front of the bike. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, his position was crazy. Every yeah. time, yeah, every time I saw him, I was just like, "Wow, <laughs> <So weird. laughs> it's really odd looking." It is, yeah. yeah. But I mean, he looks arrow, looks fast, and obviously he rode really well. Yeah, he did. He rode really well. He ended up with a nine seventeen, and Starkey oh. ended up beating. Starkey did like a sub nine, even though he okay. walked. Uh, Starkowitz had to walk starting yeah. from like mile twelve or something like that because he blew Oof. up. Yeah. And he still got uh, like a sub nine or something like that. This is crazy. Oof, yeah. But I guess when you bike four hours. I know. You got a lot of time. <laughs> you have some time. Yeah. Jeez. All right. Your other homework assignment. You ready for this one? I'm ready. Alistair Brownlee. Yeah. Do you know about him racing at uh, Challenge Grand Canaria? Yes. Did you hear? I did see that. He yeah. smashed everyone. Yes. Which doesn't surprise me no um yeah but i'm really excited to see him race saint george right in a couple weeks yeah or what next weekend next yeah weekend. that will be good because it's such a strong male uh male field right. it'll be cool to see how he does against everyone else isn't uh sanders lionel sanders in that one i think i think lionel um sebastian kinley oh that's right but Tim not don yeah, not Jan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a really good field. Always brings a good field. Yeah. I don't really want to do that race. I heard the run course is the hardest run ever because you just go up mm. and down these huge hills. So Yeah. yeah. For people that don't know, Alistair Brownlee is, what is, is he two-time Olympic gold medalist or just? Yeah, two-time. Yeah. Uh, just he's legendary. He's so <laughs> good. I guess he yeah. just got bored winning all the time, and now he wants to move up. He's <laughs> like, I'm just, yeah, go do some other things. This is crazy. I think the the best male pros are probably really freaking out um, in long course. It'll be good race. Yeah. yeah. It's exciting. I like seeing all these fast ITU people come uh-huh. on over to the yeah. other side. Yeah. Don't you know something <laughs> about that a little bit? 
Well, or did you race I wasn't. Distance? I wasn't a good ITU person, so I only did a couple. I was yeah. pretty terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's how I. I was. Yeah. I started out. My husband, when I started triathlon, he's like, "Oh, you're going to be awesome at ITU. You're a fast swimmer. Mm-hmm. You just have to hang on the bike, and you'll be fine." But they run like crazy. Oh my gosh! They're insane. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I was not a fan of biking with other people, obviously. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, I did um, Olympic non-draft for quite a few years. I think four years, maybe, before doing halves and then fulls. Oh, non-draft. Yeah, that way you get a little space. Yeah, non-draft. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I've I've watched some um, bike racing up close in person. Not very much, but Mm -hmm. road racing. And the screams of when they hit the pavement and the, <laughs> oh, God. the ambulances and everything. I'm like, I'm out. I don't want to, any part of this. No. And then no they, they keep talking about trying to bring drafting to, you know, half Ironmans and Ironman. Oh. And I'm like, no, I don't want to ruin my bike because I will, <laughs> we will all crash. Yeah. There's enough drafting going on that <laughs> yeah. they don't need to actually bring drafting. Yeah. You need to don't make it legal exactly yeah okay and then i found this other weird this other weird triathlon did you look at the link that i mentioned oh gosh no i didn't okay go do you have it in front of you Uh oh you gotta see this crazy thing is this a triathlon i don't know it's called the one wanderlust 108 and it's in seattle or portland okay and it's a mindful triathlon. Uh, they got a fi- They start off with a 5K run. Okay. And then they do a 90-minute yoga class. Oh, what? <laughs> of course it's in Oregon. And then, I know, right? <laughs> it's exactly. And then 30 minutes of guided meditation. Oh. So wow. I say immediately, most guys are like, I'm out. I'm mindful not going to have anything triathlon. to do with this. In the photo, it's all women... And then, like, all their guys poses. there are probably just there to pick up chicks, I think. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, like, into this. So oh, well, it's only $45 to sign up. So, hey. Yeah, you know. and they're sponsored by Adidas. <laughs> so, it looks like they... Oh, uh, my goodness. It's something real. That's hilarious. Yeah. Hmm. But do you, do you feel that this is a real triathlon, or are they kind of just taking the triathlon name and doing something e- non-triathlon with it? Yeah, I don't exactly feel like that's a triathlon. <laughs> I like the quote at the end. It says, you can run, you can dance, you can prance across the finish line, whatever hmm. you like. Yeah, interesting. Um, you think if they don't give know out, what to say about that. If they give out trophies, like people boo. They're like, no, um, no, no one is better than anybody else. Yeah, so is there no winner? <laughs> I guess. I, man, I bet not. I bet that's really frowned upon. Oh, yeah. Then uh, We'd have to find out if there's a way. No. (laughs) I guess we can find results. results I'm going to go there and win it and then then, uh, see if I get people to throw things at me. Hmm. That is interesting. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yes. All right. So thanks for reading the news with me. This was great. Oh, goodness. (laughs) That's interesting. I'm not going to get over that one. <laughs> oh, well, okay. I wanted to mention the one thing that you and I talked about before the show. 
Yeah. I, I am not, I do not like doing negative things. I don't like negative news. I feel like it brings mm-hmm. everybody down, but I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't mention it. And then people it is can big go, news. it is huge news and people need to go read all the ugliness on their own time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about the ugliness. <laughs> Sounds but, good. But I'll say what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, well, I'll ask you about this in a minute, but the, uh, okay. So, um, Jordan Rapp used to ride mm-hmm. a diamond and that's the yeah. beam bike that was brought back. The original zip bike. Uh, TJ Tollickson mm-hmm. uh, found an old one, loved it, decided to make his own bike company, started making them, boom, took off. It's a big deal. And then uh, Jordan was one of their sponsored athletes. It's a really popular bike in the upper end bike uh, realm of triathlon. Yeah. And yeah, you see very nice bike. And he was sponsored by them. He had a contract, it looks like through 2019. But anyway, a couple of years ago, he le- no, earlier this year, he left and then uh, went to Diamondback, and then um, on Slow Twitch, Jordan posted a thread just yesterday or the day before, and it blew up. And he said that he's being sued by uh, Diamond. Diamond. It's, it gets confusing with Diamond and Diamondback. And I know. Then, it's very confusing, yeah. actually. And then, and then uh, saying that um, you know he can't, he can't leave. He broke his contract and there's, for a ton of money. And one hundred fifty thousand dollars, and uh, so Jordan put that out there to say, oh, "Well, I'm really just looking for a GoFundMe account to help pay for this lawsuit." People are reading <laughs> way too much into everything about this, but there. And then, um, uh, but everybody loves both sides. A lot of people like Jordan Rapp. A lot of people like mm-hmm. Diamond and TJ, and like, mm-hmm. and a lot of advice on the column was like, "Dude, you need to like this column needs to or this thread, this thread." needs to be locked down, shut needs up and put away stop. because this is ugly and this makes everybody look bad. And, um, but anyway, it looks like it's going to continue on for a while. And the only thing that I can get out of it that's useful is <laughs> if you want, if you want some drama, if you can make this into a TV show, like a TV movie, it would probably be pretty good. But, yeah. um, kind of a mystery who done it like who's telling the truth about stuff and uh, oh jordan left saying his bike he felt like it was unsafe because of uh, his specific oh. bike had some uh, seat post issues and stuff and right. then um and jordan's been in some really bad wrecks and so uh that's uh, supposedly understandable and um then uh but the the thing that I got out of it is a whole lot of detail on like how bike companies and sponsorships are run and like what to do and what not to do, apparently. Um, and if you want to get in, if people want to go and get into it and read up on kind of like if you get sponsored, kind of what the, what the, um, the rules are, I'm trying to think of a better phrase for that, the terms of the sponsorship and contracts mm-hmm. and stuff and what yeah. companies expect out of you and like things that drive athletes crazy about being sponsored and stuff. It actually is a good read in that area. And uh, what do you think? Yeah. Um, I went on slow twitch this morning. Mm -hmm. I had read what Jordan, um, wrote yesterday or day before. And then, um, I know that they said the forum was locked, so I thought maybe it wouldn't be up anymore, but there is all the info. Yeah, it's up there. So I went through quite a bit of it and yeah, it's definitely, um, interesting to hear everybody's thoughts. Yeah. On the matter, there's some angry yeah. people on both sides. There, um, people yeah. get into it. Yeah. <laughs> you think we're talking about like 
like abortion rights or like a gun <laughs> gun control or something like that. Know, as angry as people are getting. Jordan's uh, raising some money. So. That's true too. It's definitely it's, it's it's accounts. It's got some money in it. Um, yeah, I don't know how so I that, that, that one. Reminds me to ask you: when you were in uh, uh, Nebraska, what did you get uh, your degrees in? Degree? Uh, I was child, youth, and family studies. Oh, cool! For my undergrad, yeah. And then I went to grad school and got my master's in uh, early childhood special education. Mm-hmm. So I bet reading that thread was like reminiscing <laughs> childlike behavior. You're probably like, yeah, <laughs> somebody, some people need to go sit in timeout, but go think oh, about, think about what people definitely don't hold back. That's for sure. I know we act like children over this stuff. <laughs> I'm just the whole time I'm sitting there going, these are bicycles people. I know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a lot. My advice on that thread was, I think these two guys need to just go have a beer together Oof. and check out and just start over something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so but anyway, that's definitely interesting. Yeah, uh, that's really listeners, big. Listeners, go go read it. Yeah, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's entertaining over your coffee or you know, yeah, whatever. My friend started texting me, and he's like, "What? What? Are you reading this?" And I'm like, "This is <laughs> like this guy like never texts me about this kind of stuff." And I was like, "Oh my god, like, this yeah, is crazy! I can't believe what I'm Gosh. reading." <laughs> so anyway, it's a thread on Slow Twitch um, for the time being. So get there quick before. Before, Before Dan, the owner of Slow Twitch, gets his wits about him and takes it down. Yeah, I'm surprised at that. There's a lot of damning surprised. things that should not be said yeah. on, mm. on everybody's part. So, mm-hmm. um, okay, so we're done with all that. Let's get back to. <laughs> <We're done. laughs> let's get back to uh, Lauren Brandon. Oh no, I like talking about other people. That's true. <laughs> we don't have to talk about. Well, me. let's talk about other races. <laughs> How about that? Okay. Okay. Uh, you got second at Ironman Cozumel last year. I did. Yeah, that was. So how did you execute one. that, and how did you um, how did you uh, end up in second? That's pretty cool. Yeah. So um, after Ironman Texas last mm-hmm. year, I was really disappointed. I was got a little bit injured before and had a walk jog marathon, and oh. I think I ended up twelfth and. Um, I had high hopes of going to Kona last year, and so I was a little bit bummed after that race mm-hmm. and didn't really know what to do, but um, talked to a couple of my sponsors, and they're like, Lauren, you're brand new to Ironman. Don't worry about Kona this year. Yeah. You know, just go to some other races. So I didn't really know when I would do another Ironman, just kind of did some halves, focused on 70.3 Worlds, and then mm-hmm. uh, my husband was going to do Ironman Cosmel, and... I was like, okay, well, I'll go do it too. And, um, you know, you have to be able to race in the heat if you're going to race in Kona. So I thought it'd be a good, um, good idea to go down there and try and get some points for this year. So, um, the swim, whatever the swim's the swim, Mm -hmm. um, got stung by stuff. I'm not a fan of that water who, um, yeah, and then because of the, sea life or pollution or what? No, like sea life. Yeah. I felt at one point something like took a chunk out of my arm, and I started sprinting, but nobody was around me. The men were in front, the women were behind. There were no kayakers. So I was like, yeah, I didn't know what it was. I think Did it you bleed? was just a sting. I think it was a sting. Uh, but um, have you ever heard of a yeah, cookie cutter shark? No. What is that? 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm going to give you nightmares. It's a <laughs> shark. It's a little. It's a little shark that when it hits you, it's it turns its mouth circular, and spins and rips a chunk out of you like the size of a cupcake. Oh my! Well, and, it definitely felt like that. Yeah. I thought my bicep was gone, so <laughs> that was freaky. Okay. Um, I was really happy to get out of the water. And, um, but maybe it energized you and then you had a better race. <laughs> I started sprinting cause I was scared. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, if I'm allergic to this thing and I die, nobody's oh, wow. going to find me, you know, yeah. anyways, got on the bike. Um, the bike's a three loop mm-hmm. around the Island. And, oh, cool. um, I had done 70.3 Cosmo like a month or two months before. So I knew uh-huh. the course and, um, no U-turns. You just go around in a circle, my yeah. my kind of course. And um, uh, my power wasn't working, so I wasn't quite sure how far or how hard to push. I think I was a bit conservative and um, on the first couple laps. And then uh, Michelle Vesserby and Camilla Pedersen, who they were sixth and... I think 10th or 11th at Kona mm-hmm. a month before. So they caught me and um, rode with them the third lap, which was fun, I guess, to yeah. ride with some girls. And mm-hmm. um, I knew that for the marathon, they were going to run a lot faster than me. I mean, the only other marathon I did was my four-hour walk jog at mm-hmm. Texas. So, Been there, done that. Um, <laughs> Exactly. Good That's times. That's a hot marathon. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Although this year was freezing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, got off the for the run, and they kind of got ahead of me. But then at the end of the first lap, like they were still, they were not too far ahead of me, and I was feeling good. I'm like, okay, well, this is exciting. And second lap was a little rough. I um just kind of went through a couple bad patches, but. Mm-hmm. The third lap started feeling good again, and, you know, they were still ahead of me, so I was like, all right, well, maybe I can hold on to third. There were a few girls behind me who were looking good running, and I, you know, get past during the run. That's what happened. So um, I was like, all right, just, you know, keep keep going, keep going. And all of a sudden, with less than a mile to go, I think only a K to go, um, I see the second place bicyclist and Camilla and I was like holy cow she's right there so I just started sprinting mm-hmm. and sprinted to the finish and yeah. <laughs> held on for a second yeah that was did she uh, try to sprint to keep up no to keep you from I passing? think I think she was struggling she yeah. was struggling so luckily luckily I did not have to do a sprint finish but yeah. um yeah that was surprising I'm I was really happy i ran a 323 so for me yeah Yeah. it was exciting and kind of gave me a bit more confidence at the distance and Mm -hmm. um made me excited for this year in hopes of going to kona so yeah it's a good way to end the year well i didn't know you were um five nine i I figured because i saw something about your foot size you you tweeted it and uh (laughs) You admitted that evidence to the court, like you're on your own. I know. And you know. Uh, something like a size 11, size 12. I was like, oh my yeah. God. And then the pictures of you, um, you're built like, because that picture on the podium at Cozumel. Uh huh. Um, yeah, oh, your, yeah, your legs look like they start maybe at your neck. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, gosh, she's got to be like six, 
three. <laughs> She's huge. Most swimmers are, you know, most really fast swimmers are really tall. And they so, are. Um, yeah. And so I was like, but but this is really great news that you're not like um, six no. foot something because that would work against you at Kona. Because Probably. of the, the heat. It's heat, the bigger yeah. you are, you got to shed all that heat. But if you're five it's nine, true. then you've got uh, way better yeah. odds. I mean, I'm bigger than a lot of the mm-hmm. women. Yeah, it's tall, like, but, but it's not um, six foot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm six yeah. foot three, and I, I get an oh, Iron Man. Wow. Te- yeah, I get an Iron Man Texas, and my body just goes like later, dude. It's over. <laughs> I'm like, but and I can run so much better in cooler weather. It's dramatic. oh man, this year would have been great for I know. you. It would have been awesome. It was crazy. I was like yeah. shivering after the race. Yeah, I heard. I, oh, <laughs> I was just like, God dang it! You <laughs> picked the wrong year. I don't, I don't do it. I've done it all these years where it was like crazy hot, and I'm just kind of oh yeah, cooked. It always it is. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. and you're you're relatively new to Ironmans. Yeah, last year was the first year. So you're doing really good for just starting out. <laughs> And, uh, but you've been doing triathlons forever, since like 2010 or something? Yeah, or? my very first one was Pacific Grove, mm-hmm. um, California, and that was 2009. Mm-hmm. Then 2010, I gave myself the year to try and get my pro card, and if it didn't happen, then I'd work and do whatever. So mm-hmm. um, did a few triathlons that year, and the last one qualified for my pro card so uh-huh. 2011 had high hopes of how my career was gonna go and um yeah you quickly realize uh being a professional triathlete is not easy and yeah. it's um been a really long process but mm-hmm. I feel like things are finally coming together and luckily I'm only 32 I feel like it's still young enough where I have right. quite a bit of years left and um yeah. well I've heard it takes about 10 years to get good at the long distance oh man so <laughs> whoa well you're there <laughs> you're getting there yeah getting there. um I mean to get like you know Matt to master it like uh maybe, maybe was it seven years but anyway yeah, it's yeah. See, it makes sense. So you're you're Definitely. right on track. Seems, yeah, seems like. Um, let's see, NCAA All American swimmer. Oh, so yeah. when did you start swimming? <laughs> I was five. Um, uh-huh. Started on a year-round swim team when I was five, uh-huh. and was good pretty fast. When I was ten, I was second in the country and the hundred fly. Yeah, in the fly. Yeah, oh my fly, gosh. little butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Like swimming in the senior group, doing morning and afternoon practices, a uh-huh. uh, bit crazy. But then uh, didn't improve for a couple years and then kind of slowly got back on track. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I got a full athletic scholarship to University of Nebraska and had a right. great career there. Won a few... Um, Big 12 individual titles mm-hmm. and went to NCs. So, yeah, it was a good good swim career. Did you ever swim at the Texas A&M pool? I did, yeah. yeah. We did had like Big 12s there. Yeah, yeah, it was a good pool. That's a nice Went pool. there a lot and UT, swam uh, there quite a few times. Yeah. All over, yeah. So why'd you pick Nebraska over other schools? 
Um, the full scholarship. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really at the time had wanted to go to UCLA. You know, mm-hmm. being a sure. California girl, and all my friends were going to different schools in Southern California, and I really wanted to stay. But um, no, I ended up going to Nebraska and really enjoyed it. I mean, yeah. it. It's, when you look back, asked, it's only like four yeah. years and then staying a little it's, bit longer for it is short. And yeah. I mean, I met my husband, so can't complain mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've noticed um, on Twitter you like to post pictures of your husband sleeping. Oh, poor Barrett. <laughs> yeah. Is that true? Is, does, he, he, does he do more than sleep? He does. Okay. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Is it you're trying to embarrass him into like going faster or something? Right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just I don't like posting pictures of myself. So I know. He's the only one in the house. Might as well post pictures of him. My wife gets so mad. I take pictures of her while she's asleep. When she um, falls asleep on the couch in like terrible positions. And yeah. Like, she'll fall asleep like with her mouth hanging open. And then I'll take a picture <laughs> of her and then I'll text it to her. <laughs> you're so mean. Oh, she's like, Really? This is what you do in your spare time? And I go, it's funny. Don't you think it's funny? It's funny. He's like, you better not have posted this on Twitter. I go, no. (laughs) I know. Barrett will take pictures of me, and but he knows I will kill him if he posts most things on social media because I do not like pictures of myself out there. So. I rarely post pictures of my, of my face or of, of yeah, me. And then, right? um, and I noticed that when I posted a picture of finally, like, Oh, my wife took a picture of me and my son or something like that. Yeah. And they go, somebody goes, Oh, that's what you look like. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, really? Just posted up like your bike or what you're doing. Yeah. I always post pictures of my bike <laughs> yeah. or the pool or something. Exactly. It's way more interesting than me. I'm just me. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people like posting pictures of themselves, though. So. Yeah, they do. I think it's a thing. Yeah, it uh, is a thing. Let's see. Uh, specialty strokes. So what was your best event? Oh, uh, I was 500 mile and 400 IM. 500 mile? Yeah. 500 and mile? 500 and the mile. Oh, I think yep. 500 miles. Like, oh, what? no. 500 okay. and the mile, 400 yeah. IM. Um, so a distance Olympic- swimmer. Yeah, distance. Yeah. Olympic trials, I did 400 and 800 free. 400 and 800. So, yeah. Okay. And I don't know what good times are for that in college anymore. So oh, that's what's, okay. What are, some, what are some times? Oh, gosh. Uh, 400 free, I was 416, so that's Holy long course cow. meters. Long um, course meters. Long course meters, yeah. 416, six, you said? 416, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. That's enough. Um, yeah, I can't remember my 800. I, <laughs> I think, think like 846 or something. Well, I don't know. And um, I, did some, uh, I did some calculations. It was real easy to do. <laughs> did you? At Ironman, Texas, a 4853, I think is what you swam. Uh-huh. That's a one uh, – I swam a yard pool, so I – that's yes, what I, I, yeah, I did too. And uh, so that's what I converted it to. That's all 109 per 100 yard okay. pace. That and, makes uh, sense. But like, did you even, before you started doing these distances, did you think you'd swim, outswim the the male pro field like that? The male pro field? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Before you first start, got into your first halves and fulls? I feel like as I 
go longer, I'm probably better. I don't, um, I've never been great at sprinting and especially as I get older and further away from my swim career as I am a lot slower than I used to be. So the shorter distance, I have a hard time kind of getting out and going. And I think, um, for the long stuff, it just kind of, my strength comes out a bit more at the halfway point when people are kind of starting to fall off and I can just kind of keep the same pace. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like that way too. If I do something short, I feel like I'm going to blow my shoulders out. Like, yeah. because all this, I was a sprint freestyler growing up. Oh, were So you? I was a 50 and 100 yard um, specialist. I was always jealous of the sprinters. Yeah. They got Why? to like, they did lifted weights and had short yes. swim practices. And no, I was over there shorter. doing a bunch of, I don't know, like 7,000 swim nonstop. That's true. You probably had a lot of time to think. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Not I did. I lifted a lot of weights. A lot of weights. And it worked. <laughs> because at first I was the I was like the only guy on the swim team that was really in the lifting weights. Oh, and, uh, earlier, you know, like yeah, uh, and because um, I'm an older brother, uh-huh. and so we were all lifting weights, and I noticed immediately that I was way faster than the other guys in my age bracket. Um, yeah, because of the weightlifting, just the amount of horsepower you could put out. Yeah, especially for sprinting, yeah. I think that's really important for sure. So on your mm. On your swims, though, you're doing. Mm-hmm. How hard are you actually trying? <laughs> are I'm you trying. Like, are you trying, or are you just your technique and your form from all you're doing is like so good that you feel like, like on a scale of one to ten, are you are you doing like an eight, or are you, or um, are you like holding back? Because what I what I, I learned to do mm-hmm. is because mm-hmm. I came from a swimming background was to hold back on the swim because I need yeah. I need it for the bike and the run. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, um, compared to the competition, um, I swim around an hour, right? For an uh-huh. hour. So, yeah, that's good. Um, so I'm like, without, without like trying like too hard, I just kind of, yeah. just kind of swim along and I swim about an hour. And because I need that, I need those calories for the rest of the day. Are, mm-hmm. are you doing that as well? Um, saving it for the run mostly is what I, that's what I, yeah, I, I have a hard time um, getting my heart rate up and swimming. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, it just, I kind of have one speed now and mm-hmm. I, agree. I could <laughs> go on forever. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So it's, um, I mean, I don't want to say I'm just kind of chilling. I'm, you know, trying to go. I know it's important for yeah. me to try and get a lead because when you have, all these women that run three hours or under three hours and I'm definitely not, I, I do need that, yeah. you know, big yeah, lead. That was the other question <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you is that's, is that what's going through your mind is like, kind of try, try, um, mostly so that you can get that lead. And like, <laughs> try mostly. I, but, no, because exactly. I, I went through that. I went through this for years myself <laughs> in, in a sprint and Olympics and half Ironmans is I'd get out of the water in the front pack. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, I'd swim. It's just, is for age group stuff, you know? So I'd swim like yeah. a 27 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of the, one of the first guys out. Yeah. Uh, one time at a small, like a local half Ironman, not an Ironman brand one, I was second in the swim overall. Oh, and, nice. um, 
But then on the run, you know, I'm getting passed by everybody. I'm ex- totally exhausted. Story of my life. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, Brett, let's like, let's uh, <laughs> let's try to be able to run the entire half marathon. Was my goal for like a couple of years. So I had to learn how to not try so hard on the swim because I was mm-hmm. just exhausting myself. Yeah, that and makes sense. I um, yeah, I like to swim smooth and. Yeah. You know, you want to get out in the lead, but not be tired when you mm-hmm. get out. So right. um, I think you see that like at Ironman Texas, I had quite a big lead mm-hmm. at the halfway mark of the bike, but then it kind of got reduced. And I think I get onto the bike and I have, you know, I have quite a bit of energy and I'm ready to go while maybe. After swimming a 48. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's so crazy. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> Well, but, I need to swim that fast because my running is not that fast. Yeah, but that so, I mean, like the 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 real meat of this interview. The questions I want to get to are like, oh gosh, what? what? Yeah, this has all just been a lead up. Sorry. Oh no. <laughs> but no, the um, it seems to me from all these years of doing this stuff that. Uh, for Ironman distance, you know, like for mm-hmm. the one even pace, like I don't swim a half Ironman nowadays any faster than I swim an Ironman. It's like pretty much the right. same pace. Mm-hmm. And there's like, you're just kind of like cruising speed. And yeah. do you, I feel like it's almost all technique because if you have really clean technique, um, mm-hmm. you'll slice through the water pretty fast without exhausting yourself. And like you're saying, and I point that out all the time. There's huge guys with all kinds of muscle on them, and they will swim. Um, they usually drown. Yeah, they don't <laughs> swim anywhere near as fast. And I got a really good dose of this. I did an open water swim at Lake Conroe. And okay. I got beat. I did a 5K, you know, the, um, yeah. I think it was a 5K open uh-huh. water swim. And I did okay. But like, I got beat by like five, 10 minutes by like some local, like freshman high school girls. <laughs> and so they don't have that upper body strength right you know so it's not strength it's like it's technique completely it seems to me like it's like almost completely technique so like what are you how did you get your technique um down what do do you know how you did it or like (laughs) did it just come so naturally or did you do flexibility training in your shoulders or something i was definitely a naturally talented swimmer i mean um from really young you know and i don't think or i think swimming competitively for 20 years and Mm -hmm. a lot of yardage and um has you know obviously um shown in my triathlon career while a lot of other people i feel like come from run backgrounds or a lot not a lot but no, quite a few. They come from run backgrounds right. and then they're learning how to swim at an older age. And I've worked with a lot of adults who have really never swum and then they want to do Ironmans. And, you know, it's tough. It's really hard to learn how to swim when you're an adult. And oh, um, not to say it can't be done, but it's tough. And um, I mean, I coach little kids and you can tell right away like from little kids if they're kind of naturally talented swimmers or if they Mm -hmm. struggle and um so i think swimming is yeah huge on technique and um you can definitely get better at it 
but some people do just have that we call it like natural feel for the water yeah I think you can tell if um, there's a thing with people that they try to they try to be more upright in the water their 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 Mm. reflex is to you know to prevent from drowning you know to kind of keep their face out of the water right right and that just creates so much drag and like yeah to run well to to uh to swim well my <laughs> dogs are just killing me right now <laughs> sorry about that oh i don't care um they're bothering me as much as they're bothering everybody else they're they're barking at they're a dog. Just, they're excited. They're about very something. excited. They're like Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> we love to swim too. <laughs> we so, love to swim. Um, yeah, I feel like there are reflexes to not drown, and so they sit more upright. And then some people are okay with it; they're just not afraid, and they'll go face down and just go with the flow. Like, mm-hmm. and then yeah, that builds and builds and builds and builds. Yeah, I mean, you want to feel like you're swimming downhill. That's what. Yeah. So many coaches over the years have, mm-hmm. you know, told me and I tell my swimmers, you want to feel like you're swimming downhill, not uphill. Yeah. So, so yeah, do you, you swim don't want with your, your hips sinking. Do you swim with like your head down more or like what do you, where do you focus your hands and your head? My hands and my head. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, your head, you don't want to bury it too far yeah. under the water. You kind of want to keep it in a natural position in line with your body so um the water should be hitting you kind of more on the top of your head like your four your forehead hairline Mm -hmm. about and then um because if you're lifting then your hips are going to start to sink right you know so and you don't want to bury your head because that messes up your body position so yeah finding um so all sorts of things you're going to focus on (laughs) So you just said you've been doing it for so long, it's even hard for you to describe what you're doing, you think? It is. I mean, luckily, I do coach every day, so I, uh-huh. you know, I mean, I have to tell my little kids what to work on. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's lots of things. Lots of things. <laughs> so <laughs> many things. I could write you a big article on what to do for swimming. Uh, have you ever posted a video of you swimming, like your form? Uh, oh. When you did Ironman Texas last year, right? The, yeah. It was on YouTube. Like they 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 live stream uh, yeah, a bunch did. of it, and yeah. then uh, you swam through the pro field, and I tried to because I'm all I'm all about that. It's probably technique, right? Because you can make mm-hmm. huge gains in just changing little things, kind of here and there. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, I got to see her swim form because I love I coach too, and that's one thing that okay. I do is I send people videos of. Of good swimmers like Sun Yang. Mm, Sun yes. Yang's one of my favorites. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, this guy's form is incredible. Yeah. And, you know, Phelps and all these other guys. But it's yeah. like, um, but so I was trying to find a video of you swimming, the, the video footage of you swimming through um, through the pro field. But it was so fast. Like they just did the end and there you were. Yeah. And I think you surprised <laughs> I can <laughs> do like, that. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll have my husband take a video. I think the underwater everybody kind of recovers differently. I mean, mm-hmm. I think some people are more straight arm. I'm definitely bent yeah. arm. Um, but definitely focusing on your underwater pole is really mm-hmm. important. And do you do the high elbow thing and then do yeah. you spread your fingers at all? Or do you keep them together or what do you do? Kind or of in the middle, yeah. not like super tied and together, but yeah. definitely not 
open. That's yeah. I see so many people swimming, yeah, wide open. Mm-hmm. And My we daughters. always say, do you eat soup with a fork? with a spoon or a fork? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not going to get in a broth with a fork. So get your fingers together. Um, yeah. Do you do uh, like a high cadence, or do you try to get some glide in? Or, or? I'm a pretty I kick a lot in my stroke. I always have. So I have a pretty long stroke. Um, Mm. So a lot different than I feel like most triathletes who have a way faster arm rate and don't kick very much. Mm -hmm. But this just, you know, how I swam all my life. So it doesn't, can't really change it. Um, Yeah, I kick a lot, kick a lot. So. Do you do uh, kicking and training? Do you do kickboard (laughs) drills? I don't but obviously growing up and in college we kicked a lot and actually funny I told my husband after Ironman Texas I was like I need to start kicking more in workout because my hip flexors hurt so bad by the end of the swim at Ironman Texas um because I do I just kick a ton when I swim Mm -hmm. but um I don't I just don't kick anymore during practice. I mean, my husband go, we go and just swim like three to four K straight and freestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, we do super boring stuff. And, um, I do that. I do the four K yeah. straight, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just go do it. <laughs> Get it yeah. done quickly. People are like, you're insane. And I'm like, you do that in the race. Ex- yes. So you should be doing it in training. So that well, way, cause people are overwhelmed. They just feel like, cause I remember at first I didn't do it. Right. And mm-hmm. then and then in an Ironman, you're just like, you're only halfway through the swim and you're like, what's that? <laughs> it's so like, when is this going to end? You know? And it's just, yeah. it takes like an hour or so to, to do it. Right. So just go do it. And then, um, then during the race, you'll, it's just like in every other training day. Yeah. Well, what I find interesting is talking to people, you know, I don't want to say just age groupers, but a lot of pros swim quite a bit, I feel like. Um, but age groupers, you know, they'll go bike 112 miles and run marathons for workout and do all this stuff but they never even swim 4,000 I'm like oh man <laughs> you know yeah. you should then they want to know how to get better I'm like well you need to swim more you know yeah it's, yeah we'll, uh, we'll bike yeah three four five hours <laughs> but you but don't swim non-stop for an hour <laughs> that's the thing I was on a master's yeah. well like a triathlete master's it was real small Swim team for yeah. a little bit. And after a while, I quit because I couldn't stand it because we were never swimming. Oh, yeah. You know? Like doing drills. Because, and- <laughs> yeah, coming from a swim background, yeah, I know that, like, if you want to be good at, you know, a mile, two miles or something like that, that you you, need you can't be practicing 100s. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so. you know, there's a time to be doing some of that stuff, but. Yeah definitely just need to get in some yardage too you know i can promise you that if you made a video of your swimming form uh-huh. it would be huge because everybody <laughs> wants to know what you're doing oh gosh okay i'll yeah. work on that no we one will watch it though don't worry about it no one will watch it <laughs> but i'm just telling you like where it's all it would be all about your technique you know like how your how like your stroke mm. rate and what you're doing and your hand placement and then, uh, like where your head is, how high your head is, because whatever you're doing is, there's so few people that are so good in Ironman at the swim, like that, mm-hmm. that you would be like almost like a case study of like, <laughs> I'm serious though, of like this is, this is how, 
if you got your form at least to look like this, that that there's nothing wrong with this form. Like this is yeah. this is really good. Now, how much power you put out is up to your training. But if you can get mm -hmm. your form more like this, then uh, at least that's a good starting point. Yeah, you know, so many people have different strokes, and yeah. I can't say that. Well, I mean, one more like body position. Like yeah, body how position. high up your legs are yeah. and your where your head is and where your hand yeah, is kind of happening. Pull. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm always thinking about the people around me. Like when I'm at the Y swimming and mm -hmm. I'm looking over, like, man, I really want to give that guy some tips. I know. <laughs> you wouldn't believe just me. Like I'm swimming a one in practice. I'm swimming like a 122. You yeah. Know? And I get people stopping me like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I can only imagine. You're so like, awesome. Yeah. But believe me, it's a very small local pool. But, and, uh, uh what college did you yeah. swim for? You know? And I'm like, nothing. I was just high school. Like, but yeah, they're, um, they're, uh, I can only imagine like you swimming. Do you get stopped like all the time? People saying, you, um, people tell you in the locker room. That's where I get it a lot. It's like, yeah, man, your yeah. swim stroke is great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah, and my husband and I, we um, swim side by side, stroke for stroke. So people are always commenting on. Oh, is he um, as fast as you too? Is he a swimmer? Yeah, oh, he is. Sweet. He's a swimmer. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of like um, romantic. Y'all swimming next to each other? <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like you could tie your hands, year, one hand together, and then like swim. Exactly. Oh, that would be a cool race, actually, is tying two people's yeah. wrists together and then a relay or a, what? Like a, oh, man. Like a, like a, a three-legged relay or three-legged race. Yes. But with your arms tied But with together. your arms. Yes. That needs <laughs> to be a thing. Interesting. And it needs to be couples. Oh, man. Yeah. Would <laughs> we would rock that. <laughs> we would rock that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's always a thing between my husband and I who's going to go faster in the swim portion uh -huh. of races and you know if he beats me then maybe i have to i don't know cook dinner or something but if oh i beat him God. maybe he can pack my bike for me yeah. so <laughs> That's yeah we always have a thing going wow. yeah. okay so let's um let's uh move over to the bike what did you do the on the bike to um improve right mm -hmm. you come from a swim background you had i guess you picked up biking later on uh yeah. competitive biking so what kind of working out did you do to, to um, did you do like uh, a lot of intervals or just a lot of volume uh, to get your speed up? Because you're an excellent yeah. cyclist as well. I mean, you're holding that lead um, against yeah. professional competition, you know, and, until the end of the bike portion. So it's yeah. crazy. My biking's definitely gotten better. Um, my first triathlon, I was, could barely ride a bike, couldn't mm -hmm. take my hand off the handlebars to get my water bottle. So I was, right. I've come a long way since 2009. Um, yeah. that's funny. And, I, I know people like that. Yeah. If oh it's guys, gosh. I tease them. I go, that's adorable. <laughs> we have to really, we really have to pull over for you to get a drink out of your water bottle. I know. And I know. We're like, Shut up, dude. Like, but you're a cop. <laughs> <laughs> you should be like tougher than this. I would think. I know. Yeah. yeah. It's been a process. I think I've just kind of gotten a little bit better over the years. Uh -huh. And, um, last, well, like two years ago, I really started biking quite a bit more. And last year I was biking a lot on the trainer, like uh -huh. 
15, 16 hours a week on the trainer Ooh, wow. um, yeah, during like pretty, Ironman build. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty real too. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it though. <laughs> and I do too. Um, yeah. So just biking a lot has yeah. helped and um, doing steady rides, long intervals, mm-hmm. short intervals, all sorts so of things. So just a nice mix of stuff. Yeah. I feel like we do do a big mix of things for so sure. What's a long ride for you on the trainer? Like three, uh, six four? hours. Six hours. Oh my God. Why? <laughs> You're not riding six hours in the race. Why are you doing six hours on the bike in the in training? Well, it's probably, well, cause I don't push as many Watts during my training rides as I would in a race. So mm-hmm. I feel like if it's more a five hour bike during an Ironman, maybe trainer, it'd be more like, five and a half so you know you need to go longer yeah (laughs) i would never run a marathon but i just can't run that much but biking i you know i don't get injured so i can just bike a lot of hours what do you do to entertain yourself for that long on the the train i watch a lot of netflix yeah (laughs) yeah um i just go through shows very what about um you do any like trainer software or anything like like uh i like doing zwift for a while and then i'll get bored of it and then i'll go back to it and i'll get bored of it yeah you know i never have i know people are really into that um so cool yeah but me i i only watch tv when i'm on the trainer so i get really excited (laughs) to catch up on i've told people about that that rule that's a really good rule I could never do that. And I go, make a rule where you only watch TV if you're on the trainer, on the bike. I mean, it's good, you know? And then it's cool. It is. Yeah. So just a lot of shows. So what's a long interview for you? Or long, this one. What's a long uh, interval for you? Um, We'll do like mm, 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Intervals. And then like, so going 45 hard. And then yeah. 15 easy and doing, oh. do that a few times, like kind yeah. of descending, I think. Uh-huh. I guess yeah. if you're on there six hours in a 45 minute interval. Yeah, right. Like that. You can, yeah. <laughs> um, There's all that. sorts of things you can do. I don't think do. I've done a six, I've done a five. Okay. I mean, that's On good. rollers one time as a bet. Oh gosh. This girl I know, she's awesome. She could be pro yeah. if she wants. She qualified for a pro card and didn't take it. She did. Okay. What's her name? Uh... Uh, Christine Lynch. She's married to John Hirsch, who's a pro. Um, okay. Uh, so you you had a bet. She she rode rollers, or the trainer I can't remember for five hours. Uh huh. Because I did four and a half. <laughs> and then so I did five oh one, and then nice. and then she was like, "It's over. I'm not. We're not doing this Man, anymore. This is stupid." On rollers. Rollers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I counted uh, once an hour, you know, just a, just a minute just to get off and go pee or something. Like yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's impressive. I have never tried rollers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would kill myself. That's bike skills so, right there. Yeah. Yeah, well, and then her husband, he's funny as hell. He started teasing me, and then he posted pictures of him riding rollers, no hands. <laughs> oh, God. And so then I had to learn how to do it. No, I can do no of hands, course. rollers, one-legged. <laughs> Not uh Yeah, it's it's. Are you serious? Yeah, well, you're on there for hours. You get really bored. Oh you know, you gotta like entertain yourself. This was before Netflix too. No hands in one leg. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. I can't even do no hands. Like, just at any point. Did you see the video of the? Gosh, she's a pro cyclist that was 
she cooked dinner while on rollers. She, no. um, <laughs> I'm yeah. missing out on all sorts of, yeah, things. she, um, she, yeah, was cooking like in a skillet, you know, like frying something what? and then, uh, How yeah, on rollers. How did she reach it? It's just next to you. You just, oh your bike gosh. sideways. I'm going to have to YouTube this pancakes. later. I can't remember. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Cyclist and cooking. All right. I'm going to look it up later. Okay. <laughs> She's probably died. She's probably dead now because like she had an oven explosion or something. Yeah, like that, that doesn't seem too safe, yeah. but um, but cool nonetheless. Yeah, it's very impressive. <laughs> I'm sure guys Jeez. are like, will you marry me? This is the best. <laughs> this is the best thing ever. Cyclist and you cook like that? That's great. <laughs> oh, uh, my let's goodness. Let's see. So on your run training, so I would imagine oh. from my own experience that oh, running yeah. is – Swimming to running. <laughs> is uh really difficult because i remember one of the most painful things i've ever done is my senior year in high school yeah swim season was over they said our coach goes all right i just want to seniors you know you got kind of the day off um i want you to go run and we ran like a mile and our legs broke they stayed like shattered Mm -hmm. yeah that is um swimmers for you yeah so Not how did fun. you, um, I, I had all kinds of problems and I actually mm-hmm. grew up running quite a bit, but okay. not, but not like super competitively or anything mm-hmm. like that. And so, um, what did you find? I'm going to walk downstairs here. Yeah. My wife ordered a pizza and she's not here and apparently mm-hmm. it's showing up. Oh, yum. My wife has a thing where she tries to sabotage my triathlon career. <laughs> That's okay. She's jealous. <laughs> she hides all my equipment. <laughs> I'm sure she does. That sounds like my husband. Where did you put this? Yeah. Just yesterday, I, I was like, touch it. where's my running? I have like flask, a belt thing that I wear with clip-on flask because right. it's so hot here. And uh, I was totally blaming her for losing it. Oh, yeah. Or, or putting it away somewhere. Then it turned out that I put it in my car. Mm, that must be a male thing. Yeah. <laughs> She's expecting an apology from me any day now. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Used to it. Yeah, she's used um, to it. Um, okay, so let's see. So how did you improve your running? Because uh, three, what would you say, 320 marathon? Yeah, 323, and I did 319 last weekend. Oh, so. wow. Okay, so how did you, uh, you get your run speed up like that? What, what kind of training did you do? Been a for those swimmers out there that are wondering. Very long process, for yeah. sure. Um, I spent probably the first... I don't know, five years being injured a lot and <laughs> like only yeah. running when I'm racing. I did a couple years of that. I mean, it was, it's been really rough. Uh, mm. but last year was the first year that like I got injured before I'm in Texas, took a break, but then did not get injured again and knock on wood still haven't been. So this has been my longest, um, time period of consistent running, which is you know very helpful to improving and um a couple things we've done we found that doing a lot of double runs has really helped me um so you know you need to get in those miles if you're going to be doing a marathon but um so for me we've been doing during my last build we're doing double runs like three times a week so um just like you're saying twice in the same day like in the morning yeah yeah just breaking them up. And, um, so my quote long runs would be 
an hour and a half in the morning and then 30 in the afternoon. So, I mean, I never ran over like 15, 16 miles in a day, but, um, yeah, it really, I was able to stay consistent. So, um, that's been helpful, I guess, just trying to find what's worked. And I think we can still do a lot of, like my husband said, I don't think I've really been training for running. Like a lot of it's just kind of been easy running, trying not to get injured and staying healthy. And so hopefully now I have a good kind of base under me. I think we can start doing more intervals, hopefully. And, um, yeah, just keep trying to stay healthy. Yeah. It's It's so easy to get injured running. It's it's so crazy how easy it is. And trying to get, so the people I coach when, um, Mm -hmm. if they're newer to long distance stuff, um, you know, so you're trying to grow them into half Ironmans, Ironmans. Yeah. I do. You're right. All their runs are just easy and Mm -hmm. all of them. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, until you're doing (laughs) like 30 something miles a week, 35 miles a week for a Mm -hmm. long time, we don't even touch hard because it's so damaging, um, if you don't come from that kind of background. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been really long, uh, really long process. Yeah. But that's okay. Did you have I, a I, Did you have a breaking point where you like a, a good breaking point where you're like it suddenly it just started clicking and you started enjoying it a lot more? Because um, that happened to me where one I, I was running yeah. and I was terrible. I, I was doing the thing where I was just I was pretending. I think I was fooling myself. I was doing shorter distance stuff. Uh huh. Oh no! I was I was getting into half Ironmans and I was just terrible on the run, and I I was like, I was avoiding I runs. I feel your pain. Yeah, but I would swim and I would bike, you know. And, yeah. And then I would only run just barely, like just on occasion. I wasn't into it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's from growing up as a swimmer, right? And then, right. Um, then uh, at one point, I'd started. I signed up for a ultra, a tra- uh, ultra marathon. Because oh um, a friend got you, me into it. How do you go from not running yeah. to signing know, up for an ultra? I'm just not a oh running. Gosh. I'm not a road running like culture kind of guy. Okay, know? so you're so, doing so yeah. Ultra. I've done. <laughs> I've done like six or something. Or I don't know how many uh, ultra marathons, like fifty <laughs> and hundred mile. And then um, I've done all these Ironmans, right? Yeah. And um, I've never run a marathon standalone. I'm just not interested. I just really? don't care. No. If I'm going to run a long time, I'd rather be in the woods or it's part of a, yeah. an Ironman. Yeah. I the whole thing that. like qualifying for Boston and like right. all that run stuff, I've just never really been into it. Yeah. So, but, so I, I signed up for something that was way bigger than I'd ever <laughs> done. And so I started running a lot mm-hmm. to be ready. It scared me into actually running. And then all of a sudden it clicked. Like, uh, I started running a little bit faster, like my speed dropped. And uh, to where I was actually running more efficiently, I think. And then yeah. I was like, this is fun. Like, this is actually fun. I feel good. This is nice. I like this. And um, from then on out, I've loved running. I couldn't wait to get out and run again. Did you Did you have a moment like that? Or you just still tolerating um, it? Because <laughs> you're running pretty fast. Well, That's a great time. Thanks. Um, yeah. I think just running consistently and healthy has made me enjoyed running. I mm-hmm. mean, for 
so many years, every time I went out to run, I was like, okay, what's, you know, how bad is it going to hurt today? <laughs> you know, that's like, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, this it's is going to suck. Like, yeah. That's what yeah. Was. It's like, yeah. oh, great. This is, you know, yeah. I need to take time off for this or I need to take time off for that. And it was just, yeah, it was difficult. But, um, last year just starting run consistently. And then my husband and I went to, Bend, Oregon for a couple weeks in August to get away from the heat. And I got to run on trails and it was so much fun. That was mm. the first time I've ever enjoyed running. Yeah. Um, and that was mine too. I was in, I was yes. in the woods and I was like, this is yes. fantastic. This it's is so amazing. Yeah. And you know, you're like going around in different places yeah. and it's just exploring. So, um, yeah, that was really nice. I wish we had more of that around here in Texas. Yeah, it's but hard to find. I, I know much. in Fort Worth, there's like some levees and stuff you can run on that are trails. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the bike, you're riding the Ventum, which is a super cool looking yeah, bike. Yeah, it what, is. What do you keep in the uh, the top tube and in the front uh, water uh, yeah. hydration thing? Um, so in the Ventum hydration system, I yeah. do Scratch Labs. Um, oh, yeah, that's Like their stuff. electrolyte mix. And, and that's during both halves and fulls. And mm. then up top, um, in the Torhans bottle, I have gels and a water mix. So mm -hmm. during a half, there's seven gels in water. During a full, there's 14 gels in a water, in water. And then, um, Wait, during in fulls, the front thing, you mix that in there? Yeah. Yeah. You just drink that sludge like that? What it's, do you uh, wash it down with? No, it's actually a really, it's uh liquidy. It's, yeah, but. Yeah, it's not thick at oh, what all. What kind of gel do you use? use like power I gel? use vanilla power bar. Yeah, that, um, that's actually real runny stuff. So that, that makes it, it easily. Yeah, like goos are super thick. Yeah. And so I don't think that would work with <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, I've noticed and that then, opening up a power, was it power yeah. bar one? After you've done some goos. Oh. You open up a power bar one, it just like shoots all over the place. You're like, golly, what is this? Is this water? Yeah, definitely yeah. different consistencies yeah. for sure. And, um, well, and then during Fools House, just, it's just water. But you describe water bottles as you're going through aid stations? And oh, no. I, where do you um, keep all those? Like in the Torhans bottle up front, I just have the gel water mix the whole time. I don't add to it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no. Wait, so Just how many how many gels? <laughs> Fourteen. <laughs> during a full. During a full. <laughs> so wait, how how long does it take you? What was your bike time? Like four and a half? Or uh, five, almost five. five four okay. fifty something. So wait, how many gels is that per hour? How many gels do you do per hour? Oh gosh, I don't know. I do um I switch off every fifteen minutes. So I have either a couple sips of the gel water mix uh -huh. and then the other 15 minutes i eat a couple scratch lab gummies i have like a little torhogs oh, okay. bento box um so do you yes. know how many calories per hour that is is it no <laughs> we'd have to figure, I mean, I could figure it out yeah now's not the time we can't do math no, in the interview 14 the gels like 100 each plus a couple scratch gummies yeah that's probably about 300 <laughs> calories per hour yeah. I saw Matt Hansen sure. said something. He has 500 calories per hour. Oh, yeah. That is a lot. I was just like, oh. I mean, wow. 
Well, he does run really fast on the bike, so <laughs> so uh, yeah. Maybe I need to uh, uh, count the, calorie. the calories and figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and let's see. Uh, you run uh, latex tubes or tubeless, or what do you do for tires? Um. So typically, I do clinchers and I have latex tubes. Um. But the past couple races, I'm on Edco Wheels this year. They're a new mm -hmm. sponsor of mine. And um, I've had tubulars for the past two races. But I'm going to start using my clinchers with latex tubes for the next race. Yeah. So. Hold on. I'm going to silence these dogs once and for all. <laughs> oh, not in a bad way. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Come here. Come here. We're actually moving because these dogs, we're, we're up against a oh, street really? where there's people walking all the time. Hey, come here. Oh, so come they here. just And it's just so stressful because they're barking all the time. That's oh, one of the man. several reasons that we're moving. I just can't handle it anymore. Yeah. It's that's so terrible. understandable. Golly. My husband and I sleep with a really loud fan because my neighbor's dog barks yeah. all night long. I'm, and the, so. on, the behalf, on behalf of some owners of dogs. <laughs> But we hate it too, and we're embarrassed. Well, I feel bad. I don't think she can hear it. So yeah, that's that's true no. too. I this don't. This house is perfect for somebody that's yeah. deaf. Yeah, right. <laughs> Man, I wish I could just take out some hearing aids and not hear at night. That'd be great. Uh, I know. When we were looking at a house, there was one like right next to a freeway. Oh. Not right next to it, but it was pretty close. And yeah, and uh, we were like, no, we didn't know that. You know, going look at, we we're like, no, it's too loud because we're trying to get away yeah. from loud. My wife accidentally met the people that lived in the house next door. And they're yeah. like, does that noise not bother? And they were old. And said, no, um, <laughs> they wear hearing aids and they just take them out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so fantastic. Yeah, I was just like, wow, that was such a one upside, I guess, of losing. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. so let's see. Um, how do you like the Ventum in general? Like, do you get a lot of questions about it? Because that's a really cool looking bike. I do, yeah. I mean, people always are coming up to me and like, wow, that's such a cool bike. Like, yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. <laughs> so how does it ride? Does it have a lot of flex in the frame or none? Like, you can't tell any difference between it and another frame? or? Yeah, I can't. I mean, it's really stiff. Um, and I just love it. And the hydration system is perfect for me during half Ironmans. I don't have to stop at an aid station at all. So it's, oh, wow. um, yeah, yeah. it holds a ton. Nice. Yeah. It, yeah, it's like 1.4 liters. So two, two bottles. And then plus I have the Torhans up front. So mm -hmm. I mean, it's like three bottles on the bike and, um, oh, that's just about I right. Mean, yeah. Yeah. So it's perfect. And the Ventum like tests faster with the bottle. Right. So, um, you know, I'm not losing any aerodynamics or any time uh, because of the hydration so so where do you keep a uh, spare tire and uh, bike tools and stuff um i don't always <laughs> um at some races i put in the back of my seat mm -hmm. um but yeah i knew that if for my tubulars if something happened i wasn't gonna change it so yeah that's true yeah so I didn't keep anything for yeah. the last couple of races. I think I saw one picture uh, today when I was looking up on your profile and stuff, a picture of you um, riding. And it was, I was like, is this a race? Cause there's nothing on that bike. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I think that's a race. I think she's, a, yeah. I think you had a race number or something like that. And I'm like, dude, yeah. she is all in. <laughs> that's right. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm not there to finish, you know, kind of. 
<laughs> yeah. And for me, I don't know. I mean, it'd take me a really long time probably to change a tire. I yeah. probably need to work on those skills as well. Yeah. Well, I've had yeah. it go either way. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah. I'm pretty good at that stuff. And then sometimes mm-hmm. you're just out of luck. Like you're just, yeah. it's that tire's not going to get changed. It's just a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had a tire completely blow like on the seam before. Yeah. That was a couple of years ago. That was rough. That put me out of the race. <laughs> but, so how do you, uh, uh, just a couple more questions. How do you, how do you, uh, eat? Like what's your, what's your diet beliefs? Eat? Um, I'm a pretty healthy eater. Yeah. Uh, you eat kind of middle of the road. Like, uh, you're not one of these, uh, what do they call the like raging vegans? Where they only eat <laughs> God, no. vegan, but out of donated food. <laughs> no, I do none of that. I yeah. eat regular food. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everything in moderation, right? Yeah. So, Are there any foods I don't really... you avoid? Not really. Um, do you drink beer? Do you drink coffee? Oh, lot of, lots and lots of coffee. Uh-huh. A lot. Um, we <laughs> a lot. drink, we maybe have a drink a week, like if we go out for dinner. Uh-huh. But, Sounds pretty normal. Or maybe this past week after an Ironman, maybe I have a glass of wine every night, which mm-hmm. I usually don't. So, um, yeah, just nothing special. You know, I eat like oatmeal every day, rice yeah. cakes and peanut butter. I don't know. Yeah. Most people probably don't like that, but big salads at night. Oh, Rice yeah. and eggs, that's one of my favorites Absolutely. after uh, workouts. <laughs> Rice and eggs yeah. after a workout. Rice and eggs. For your, yeah, after my starchy last Starchy carbs workout. and your um, and, uh, yeah. protein and fat. Yeah. So usually after my last workout, I'll eat rice and eggs because mm-hmm. i can use the rice cooker easy to do mm-hmm. and then after i coach and i it's like 8 30 at night i come home and eat a salad okay yeah oh. <laughs> nothing special you make it sound so just like plain uh, i'm not like, not crazy about yeah. anything we eat like you know we'll like go eat pizza yeah but yeah so what do you do for for the day job do you you're coaching you said yeah, I coach swimming, a little club swimming, Fort Worth area swim team. Uh-huh. Um, I've been there for five years, so I mean, I love it, and it works out really well because I mean, I have until four to train, so it's not like I don't get in the training I need. And oh wow, so you can get up whatever time you feel like because yeah. you're, you don't have a morning gig, and right? Then you can train until four. Train. Mm-hmm. And then you coach from four until? I leave at five and I coach for a couple hours, then come home. So I'm gone five to eight. Oh, wow. And you're coaching kids, you said? Kids, yeah. Oh, that's My so youngest much fun. is nine, oldest yeah. is 13. Yeah, I have a great group oh, that's of kids, a like age, 20 man. kids. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Um, you know, swim meets on the weekends. So uh-huh. I do, I feel like I'm opposite of. Most people, I do all my train, almost all my training Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. and then Saturday, Sundays, not much. Bit, not much. Yeah, it's like an hour spin, maybe a run. Is this like a traveling team that you coach, like a an elite level team? Um, I mean, we have some really good kids, yeah. but we don't have to travel really, just around our yeah. area for swim meets. So, yeah. is that like um, I remember in Houston where I grew up? It's mm-hmm. like Blue Tide was the name of a team. Blue Tide, yeah. So yeah, it's kind of like um, that. Yeah, we're we have some fast people. Uh, mm-hmm. Dana Volmar used to swim. She's Olympic gold medalist. Um, huh, lots of kids, you know, going to off to college to go swim. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're a good team. A little smaller than some of the other teams around here, which are just like huge conglomerate teams. There are like a thousand kids at five different pools. Oh my we're gosh. We're not like that. Yeah, we That's have a lot of stress. one pool. Yeah, yeah, we have one pool, which I love. It's a lot of pressure. It'd be <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's. That's just big. I mean, I go to a swim meet, I know all the kids, which I like. Yeah. So, well, what about yeah. – um, you got some races coming up. You got uh, Santa Rosa. Are you going to go do that, 70.3? Yeah, so um, plans have changed. Oh, okay. <laughs> plans have changed. Um, I'm actually uh, going to go do 70.3 Monterey with my husband in a couple weeks. Uh-huh. And then – Yep, then I'll go do Raleigh, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to take probably a little bit of a mid-season break, mm-hmm. um, just a little bit of time off in June, and then get going and do a couple more halves, 7.3 Worlds, and hopefully Kona. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so kind of all about, I mean, no, I have not made Kona yet, but hopefully I... Yeah. I'm in the top 35 women, and that's the goal is to do well there. So we're kind of, you know, training will be focused on that. So not getting burnt out now and keeping things light kind of over the summer. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like it's it it seems like take it takes years to figure out even how even to get to Kona. You know, yeah. to earn enough points as a pro. It sounds like really difficult. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough for everyone, right? Yeah. It's, but it's hard it enough just to become point. a pro, and then they do that to you. They're like, yeah, you got to earn all these points. Yeah, and it, what's tough is you don't exactly know how many points it's going to take. Right, so it's a moving target. Like, oh, yeah. But um, <laughs> hopefully okay. I'll well, have enough. We wish you luck. Uh, if, Thank if you. you. Want, uh, do you coach adults? If anybody listening to this podcast is like, man, I'd love to work with her. Do you do that? Uh, have you um, thought about it? Not too much because it's um, – a little tough to find the pool space and the time to do it but um yeah i kind of helped out a few friends yeah. in there <laughs> yeah mainly sticking with the kids yeah. but if you're um, iron, if you're doing iron man's and you need help and you're 10 years old yeah join ask me. Swim team. but ask me questions i mean uh-huh. you know i am more than happy for people to ask me questions uh-huh. about swimming or whatever so- to do that, you're LB underscore Brandon on Twitter. Yes. But yes. is that the best way to get in touch with you or is there a better way? Yeah, or you can go through my blog, um, mm-hmm. com, and there's a contact page where you can email me. So that's another another way. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, best luck. Best well, of luck to you. thank you. This has yeah. been great. Thanks, See, and Brad. you survived. It, it wasn't that bad. I did. Now I'm, yes. I now was really pro. nervous at first. Now I'm okay because yeah, I forgot that, that anybody even. Will I did listen. all that pizza stuff and dog barking on purpose. <laughs> exactly. To take that was all fake. To take so the pressure we're just off having of a conversation. You're like, look how bad this guy's handling it. <laughs> I can't possibly be no. that bad. No, but, it was great. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, Brett. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Lauren. And I hope to have her back on as she continues to succeed with all of her racing. I was watching uh, some uh, the video I was watching today. Uh, she was um, in it uh, while I was on the bike. It was 
maybe it was the uh, 70.3 championships in uh, Switzerland, I think, or Austria, I mean. Anyway, I go, hey, I think that's Lauren, <laughs> which was pretty cool. And let's see, uh, Starkey was in it too, by the way. I think uh, she beat him. <laughs> or uh, uh, some another female pro was, uh, no, it was uh, Daniela Reef was given an interview at the finish line, and then I saw Starkey coming across the finish line after. All right, let's see. We have uh, some bonus news that we need to get out there. Alistair Brownlee won uh, the St. George Half Ironman, 70.3 Half Ironman, uh, beating, not Ferdinho, but uh, Lionel Sanders, beat Lionel Sanders, which was one whopper of a race. A lot of thumbs down from everybody, pissed off that there was no video coverage of this race because it was, oh, uh, Sebastian Keenley was in it. So, um, and a whole lot of other male pros that are big names were in this. This was the unofficial throwdown uh, leading up to Kona uh, that everybody was in. And um, Alistair Brownlee barely beat um, Lionel Sanders. Uh, but he beat Lionel Sanders by, this is a half Ironman, beat him by three minutes, four minutes or something like that out of the water. And then uh, Lionel Sanders just started chasing him down, chasing him down, chasing him down. Now the thing about Alistair Brownlee is this is only his second ever uh, half Ironman distance. And, but if you don't know who the Brownlee brothers are, um, this is a really big deal. This guy, if he doesn't get injured, is going to dominate the triathlon long distance circuit uh, pretty soon because just like Ferdino, he's coming from the ITU, the uh, the triathlon international triathlon circuit, uh, the Olympics. Alistair's won gold twice in the Olympics at the uh, at the international distance, the Olympic distance, and for him to show up and start doing um, half Ironmans is a really really big deal because you know Kona's next. And he's won both of the half Ironmans that he's uh, that he's been in. Now it's not a big jump from Iron, from Olympic to half Ironman. It's like uh, it's 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 not quite double the distance. Um, and so people always say that it's not that much the training to do well in a half Ironman really isn't that much dis- difference from a um, from Olympic. Um, it's still a lot of uh, acceleration, hard power, and then it's when you get into the Ironman distance that it becomes a nutrition competition, and and more about smarts and not going too fast and being patient and and not going too hard and then blowing up, and you do have to learn that. So we'll see, we'll see how Alistair uh, does, and this is going to be the one guy that Ferdino has got to be terrified of. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's insane. Like he wins everything. He's absolutely amazing. Okay, uh, let's um before we get to the uh, letters, let's uh, do one sponsor, and let me pick one out here. Um, well, I should always mention Sunto. So uh, Sunto uh, makes, of course, watches, uh, GPS watches, and. Uh, you can check out my Instagram, again, zentrathlon.com. I'm always posting pictures of the Spartan. And uh, they sent me, over the years, uh, they occasionally uh, send me a watch to play with. And I post tons of pictures, like how cool it is and everything. And lately, I've had the um, Spartan um, heart rate one, the one that has the green lasers on the back. And I've, 
I've gotten addicted to it. I love it. It's so cool. It's uh, it does heart rate while you swim, and it's kind of iffy with that. That's that's uh, not it's not any every watch is having trouble doing that. But having a watch that does great heart rate while you run. So I don't. I was running this morning, and I was like, oh my god, I don't have a stupid heart rate strap on. I can just run, and um, and and see my heart rate. And I was on the bike. Uh, and I didn't put on a heart rate strap. I just looked at my wrist and did that. I have a bike, I have a Garmin bike computer between my hands, but I didn't feel the need to put on a heart rate strap. I just looked at my uh, wrist to see my heart rate. And I mean, this thing is a full blown, you know, top of the line, uh, triathlon watch and it's touch screen and it's beautiful heart rate graphs and stuff while you're, while you're doing doing it. Oh, and when I did the, um, the sprint triathlon against Kai, that's what I wore. Um, and I forgot to hit the, the stupid button to start the swim and then I got out of the water I go I wonder what my swim time was and I look down and then it goes would you like to swim kind of thing and I was like ah dang it so I started it real quick and I got um the bike I got transition to transition one I mean and then the bike and then the um uh uh transition two and I was about to say uh giggity and then um the run all uh super accurate heart rate like no heart rate strap to worry about, no heart rate strap to lose in the swim. I mean, it was awesome. It was like, so cool. And of course it does um, elevation and, you know, every everything that they all do. It's really, it's really badass. And oh, in that race, I got, um, I got third in my age group and it was a, uh, a, um, a legit, uh, stacked triathlon. They had, it's called the rookie try because they, they have a rookie field. Like if you're a newcomer, but that's about half of it. The other half had, uh, pros and an open wave. <laughs> and I didn't even bring my, uh, race, uh, my front race wheel or my arrow helmet. I just wore a regular road helmet because I thought it was going to be all rookies. And I show up and, um, I thought the, uh, I thought the, uh, not the experienced way. What do they call that? Veteran is what they call it. The veteran uh, category was just going to be a few people. No, it was half the race out of, God, there was like 40 people in my age group, just uh, 40 to 44. And, uh, but I did get, um, yeah, I got third. I got podium and I had people, arrow helmets and zip 808s, you know, and oh my gosh, it was absolutely crazy. Diamond, uh, beam bikes and and uh there i was on my uh uh my regular little old road wheel on the front but the um my training wheel on the front and but i did have the i had the trick up my sleeve and i had my sunto spartan and super easy to use uh, super user friendly absolutely love it okay so that's sunto let's do a salt stick while we're here Let's see. Your water doesn't work unless you have enough salt in it. You got to add some sodium to it, and then it makes your salt. It makes your water stick, right? It'll pass right through you. If you don't have enough electrolytes in your water, it actually dehydrates you because your water just flushes right through you, and it takes uh, your nutrition and everything with it, and you end up flushing a whole lot out. So you got to have just enough uh, electrolytes or some in there to make your water actually work. And you can do it easily because salt stick comes in capsules that you can easily pop open and salt or electrolyte your water uh, to the amount that you need. Or you can you can pop a whole capsule if you want. They've got the twist dispensers. They're kind of like a Pez dispenser, but you can actually twist it and uh, the, um, the capsules come out as needed, which is really cool. 
And man, I've been using them for a long time now. I love them. Absolutely cool. And they're, they're composed, the ratio of, of the, um, the different chemicals in there is the same that your uh, sweat is made out of. It's not just, you know, sodium. It's got, uh, potassium, you know, it's, it's the other things that it has in it is the same ratios as that when you sweat out. So, um, a lot of these, uh, don't, a lot of the other, um, electrolyte uh, blends don't have um, the ratios of what come the same as what comes out of you. They make it it's the same as what comes out of you so that when you put it in, it evens things out. It's absolutely really cool. And you can get 25% off with your order from Salt Stick uh, with this discount code ZENTRY25 uh, at shopsaltstick.com, only in the U.S. But... You can find Salt Stick in 30 countries via their website at saltstick.com using a store locator. Okay? So go, if, you, if you're in the United States, go to shopsaltstick.com and get 25% off with discount codes in Try25. If you're a fan of the show, but you live somewhere else outside of the United States, which a lot of y'all do, y'all, then um, just do what you can and go to... Um, Go to saltstick.com and find a store locator and get some salt stick near you and email them and tell them I'm here because of Brett from Zentry. Okay, let's read some cards and letters. Let me scroll down. I keep these. I add them to my list throughout the week. Scott R. says, oh my gosh, this is a long one. Okay, hi, Brett. Sweet! Exclamation point. Thanks for the quick turnaround. I love using Hornet Juice. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, like you say, it makes you feel like a diesel engine. I have Ironman Lake Placid coming up this summer, so I'll definitely get some use out of it. Hey, by the way, I've been meaning to write you for a while. I've been listening to Zentri for years now. I heard about you while listening to the Age Grouper podcast back in the day. Yeah, whatever happened to those guys? Uh, and I was sorry to hear when you broke your arm. <laughs> Yeah, that sucked. Um, I had a very similar injury back in 2006. I was able to go to grad school at Iowa State and decided to join an intramural wrestling team with some friends because he wrestled in high school. During one of those meets, I had to wrestle up to 20, up 20 pounds. That means 20 pounds heavier because we didn't have anyone else available. Long story short, the other guy tried to take me down. I landed on my arm weird and broke my elbow. Yep, that's what I did. I tripped while running and uh, broke my arm, putting my arm out to save myself. Uh, was running in the dark. Uh, the old crannon, the pointy part of your elbow, broke off and was pulled up the back of my arm and my tricep. Uh, what? Oh, Jesus. Uh, I went to the hospital and they put two pins and some wires and pulled my arm back. The doctor said I may never fully use my arm back. I was pretty excruciating for a couple of years. Every time it would rain, my arm would lock up. That's weird. Really? That's, oh man. Once it healed up, I ended up losing about 15 degrees of extension in my left arm. That's about where I'm at. I think I'm down to 10 degrees lost. Um, I began doing triathlons in 2010, and by then I had gotten used to have a shortened arm and never thought really affected my swimming ability. This past November, I went in and had a surgeon remove the pins from my arms. I've gotten an additional 10 degrees of extension back. Yeah, see? Doing push-ups and swimming have gotten a bit easier, and I'm feeling faster in the pool. Yeah, so for people that are new, um, I tripped and fell, uh, broke, I exploded the capsule that the the elbow joint is in and that creates scar tissue when it tries to heal back up and then you can't straighten your elbow back out and they say it's one of the most painful things you can do injury wise and um when i was sitting there they go on a scale because they're trying to figure out what i've done and one of the questions is ask how painful it is they go 
uh, so how painful is it? And I said, I imagine that there could be something more painful than this, but I don't know what it is. But if like you took a, if you took a nine inch nail and, and heated it till it was glowing red and then hammered it into my elbow, that might hurt worse. <laughs> and I was just sitting there trying not to throw up and holding my arm and, uh, because of the pain and, um, and then the doctor in the emergency room said, you're not going to be able to ever straighten your arm out ever again. That's part of this injury. And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, straighten out your other arm. And he goes, see how you can straighten it out all that way to it's actually hyperextended a little bit. I go, yeah. And he goes, yeah, you're not going to get that. I, oh, just move my arm right now. It cracked. I was trying to move it for the microphone. It made some scar tissue crunching sounds. Um, anyway, so it's, uh, it's been miserable the past, is it a year and a half that I've been trying to um, get uh, my arm back together? So I get these emails from people. So let's get back to it. Um, your show has been a, oh, the point of this long ramble is that I feel your pain and you should not let your injury get in your way. I know you never would, but I thought you might like to hear from someone who went through something similar. Yes, dude, it does really help um, to hear from other people. Um, something, something similar, that's a good lesson for all of us is when you're experiencing something, you're not alone. Try to find a community that has the same problems or dealing with the same issues. Um, and you can um, feel a lot better about your situation. And some people, you know, have gotten better and it gives you hope. It's really nice. Uh, your show has been a huge influence for me in sport and I'm trying to keep a calm mind. I have two little girls, ages four and five. Oh my God, that's got to be mayhem. And hearing you work with Kai reminds me to keep them involved with my training as much as possible. Thanks for doing what you do and keeping us all motivated. One last thing, and I'll let you go. I swear, I work with a coach who recently turned from triathlon training to opening a CrossFit gym. Colt, gym. I mean, Colt. I mean, gym. Okay, so for the last few years, I've been combining CrossFit and endurance training to train for an Ironman, other triathlons, marathons, obstacle course races, and such. I've been able to reduce my training volume to around 12 to 15 hours per week for an Ironman. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I was wondering, what is your opinion on using high-intensity weight and calisthenic training for endurance racing? Okay, I'm done now. Thanks again for the horny juice. You keep the rubber side down. Okay. Uh, here, thanks, by the way, Scott, for the email. That's really cool. And I 100% agree mostly on CrossFit. So some people get into CrossFit and they get into... Um, doing the uh, heavy weights as explosively as possible because that's kind of the glamour in CrossFit. Is how how fast can you lurch things over your head and, and people lose um, their form and technique. I'm sure everybody's heard of this. And then you end up, I call it injury, <laughs> injury fit, <laughs> uh, cross injury, whatever, um, because you're just begging to throw something out or tear something because the weights are really heavy and you're just doing it as fast as you can. Okay, so if you avoid that, and you didn't have to be CrossFit, it can be a whole lot of stuff. If you, uh, because in Scott's email right here, he he phrased it. He knows what he's asking. He he knows what he's doing. He phrased it correctly, because he he reclassified it as, uh, where did it go? Um, what is your opinion on using high intensity weight and calisthenic training, right? Now, so if you if you kind of angle your um, CrossFit more towards that, then 
you get rid of that injury risk and hell yes, dude, you can be way stronger. So honestly, all you need is 12 to 15 hours a week to do, to, um, be able to finish an Ironman. Um, it's more about consistency and doing that a long time. And, um, what happens is it's the, it's the hills that, uh, get to you, right? Uh, when I was doing the, the sprint triathlon with Kai, it's real hilly. And, uh, because I do intervals on the bike and I'm talking like I do hard intervals so that my legs are burning. I do short ones, short, hard intervals, and it makes your legs like super tough. So I'll go uphill. I can outclimb most of the people going up. And then when it goes downhill, I just rest going downhill and just kind of repeat over and over and over again. And then you, um, because in training you've done it so hard, um, you never hurt during the race. And also, now, how does that play out? You know, sprint triathlon is only an hour long. So how does this play out for, um, uh, how does this play out in a, a full Ironman, for example? Um, I can tell you that in a 50-mile uh, trail run, which is about the same amount of time, um, nine takes me, the last one I did, I think my best ever is nine and a half hours or something like that. But a lot of times, 10 hours, 11 hours, 12 hours. So you're, you're totally in the Ironman range there. Um, the times that I've trained for it by adding in squats and uh, weight machines and stuff like that to toughen up my legs is the times that I had my very best ever splits. I ran fastest. I was injury proof, man. I was like bulletproof. It's absolutely crazy how um, how tough and crazy my um, hold on there's there's kids walking by. <laughs> Guys, okay, so we're new in this house and he's got he's got a friend over. So he's trying to impress him. So I need to be quiet. Okay, then um, Kai's twelve by the way, and um. Uh, the push-ups and the stuff I used to do more of until I broke my arm um, makes you very, very, very tough. And I know what I'm talking about because I went to military school and all we did was obstacle courses and push-ups and squats and pull-ups. And I mean, like, and high, talk about high intensity. You're doing them high intensity with somebody screaming at you in, the, in, the, in your ear the entire time that you're not doing it right and that you suck and do it faster. <laughs> <laughs> and do it with one hand and run now and uh you know all kinds of crazy stuff and i did that for years and it makes you a hell of a lot stronger it makes you super super tough so yes definitely ups thumbs up on the crossfit um training it definitely does work um if you do it right and um you can do things now now one thing I really like to do more, so you can go to the gym and do squats, right? And that'll make you stronger um, so that you can run or bike better, right? But actually, what's even better than that for um, making you super strong and super bulletproof in a triathlon is you you got to work your way up to this. Don't do this immediately. But you increase the grade of your treadmill to 10% grade, you know, like you run up a 10% hill and do intervals of running up that because now you're doing the motion of running and you're doing it so that you get burn really hard uh, in a really short amount of time. And on the bike, doing intervals that aren't too long 
and they're shorter, like one minute, two minute, three minute long intervals, and going hard uh, in a um, medium to lower gear so that you induce burn in your legs and then hold that burn until your legs are about to um, give out. Same thing with uh, weightlifting for swimming, doing cable pulls or something like that. Uh, drag shoot, uh, and the, that's another good one. You can get the biggest drag shoot that they have and then swim with that. And now you're doing the, the movement, and so you're going to work the muscles exactly the, the right way, but you're increasing the load big time, massively, so that in a short amount of time, you induce uh, burn and, and uh, exhaustion, and then that is what will um, toughen you up so that when you do it in a race, when you're doing those same movements in a race, you don't come close to putting those loads on your body. And so your body just goes, I'm fine, dude. It's no problem whatsoever. All right, there's that. Okay, let's move on to Julie Sampson. She said Samson, not Sampson, Samson. I almost said the, almost said the wrong thing. And let's see. Open, open the letter. Oh. <laughs> This is it. It's just one line. It says, I've so enjoyed your podcast, exclamation point. It's a great addition to my ride. Smiley face. Signed, Julie. If you uh, send me an email with exclamation points in it, then I read them. I say them out loud. Uh, Because it's very important to know, for people to know, that you put an exclamation point in my mind. And Lars, P.S. Saw your one... He wrote something else, I guess. And then he wrote, P.S. Saw your 120s pace on one hour swim. That is awesome. Congrats. Um, if I don't mention earlier in the show, I swim, uh, I've been swimming, I've worked my way down to a 120 uh, for an hour. 120, one minute and 20 seconds for 100 yards. Um, nonstop. I swim an hour on a 120 pace. I put it in my watch and set it to beep on a minute and 20 seconds. And I just keep going. And I try to hit the wall, and then I keep swimming. I don't stop at the wall. I just keep going and keep going and keep going. And I'm teaching the pace myself. And then uh, as your form, you try different things uh, while you're swimming. And if you try your head down a little bit more and your elbows up and a better catch, um, you'll know that it's better because you'll, you'll, um, you'll swim faster because uh, the beep is the consistency. If you get to the wall before the beep, then whatever you just did is faster. If you get to the wall after the beep, then whatever you just did is dumb <laughs> and stop doing it. So uh, you can modify your uh, stroke. And by doing that for months, uh, my swim stroke is completely different and it's way faster. And even though I exploded my elbow and I've lost range of motion in my arm, I'm actually swimming faster than I ever have. A one, a one minute, 20 second pace per 100 yards is a 56-minute Ironman swim. And that's what I'm doing in the pool. Um, and I'm doing it. I'm doing the full hour that way. And in fact, it's longer than an Ironman. An Ironman is 42, 20, 4,220 yards or something like that. And I'm doing 4,400, 4,500. It kind of depends if I keep swimming over the hour or under the hour. Uh, and um, I can't believe it myself. If you're sitting there going, holy crap, Brett, I'm sitting there going, holy crap, Brett, to, uh, right right there with you. Um, it really does work. It's awesome. Anyway, uh, this person says, congrats, exclamation point. I'm at the other end of the slow scale, but did take 
1,520 seconds off my average 100-meter pace this week was um, 211 for a 2K swim. Now I'm in the 150 to 155 range. Just by bending my hands and wrists 45 degrees down in the catch. Yes, dude. So, so many people drop their elbow, and then when they pull back, their forearm just slides back because their elbow drops. So you got to lift your elbow and drop your hands. And then that creates a scoop with your forearm and your hands, and um, and that pulls you through the water a lot better. You quit, you quit uh, slipping the wrong way. Um, it was after reading Joe Friel's new and Friel for people that don't know is F R I E L. Joe Friel wrote a really good book, uh, New Training Bible. The first time the swim was fun and felt so damn effortless! Exclamation point! Doing tons of sprint twenty fives and threshold. Here we go. Here's our intervals. CrossFit in the water, aqua, aqua cross, uh, 100. So goal is to get faster, but holy cow, what an improvement just by small conscious change! Exclamation point. I'm still on the slower end, but comforting myself with Sanders starting out that way too. Um, oh yeah, he's talking about Lionel Sanders. Lionel Sanders, uh, you know, was awesome at cycling in the runnings, but terrible at swimming, and um, now he's. Um, Gosh, he's as fast as as me. I think he did the equivalent of a 56. Yeah, I think he did 23 or 25 minutes in uh, the swim uh, at that half Ironman. Uh, bet can't tell you how good it felt doing an 18-minute 1K from where I was before, especially the feeling of the swim breaking into fun territory, exclamation point. Yeah, so again, everybody, you don't know. The biggest problem in swimming is drag it's huge what a problem it is and you um you can think you're doing stuff and you can work your ass off and get just a great workout but you're not actually getting any faster because whatever you're doing is creating drag and you don't know it until you actually test it and it's so easy to test in the pool you just set a timer and swim 100s swim 50s and and set your timer and just swim continuously. Do it for a thousand. Do it for two thousand yards. You don't have to do it that. You don't have to do it a full hour. You do it for half an hour. But set a repeating timer at your goal pace. Something you know you can sustain. You know, kind of easily. And then try different things. And then watch what happens. Little diff- little changes will slow you down or will speed you up. And then why fight all that extra drag? Just adopt the change that makes you faster over the next few workouts, and then you can keep doing it, and you keep you keep adopting uh, the change. So I'm swimming a 56 minute Iron uh, 56 minute Ironman distance swim um, with the same or less effort that it used to take me to do an hour plus. Right, just in form changes. I'm not any more fit. In fact, I'm older. I'm getting all nasty and gross and old okay then let's see we got oh on the zentri website um zentrathlon.com you can go to the left side and donate to the show one-time donation or recurring donation and we have some from jonathan woodman houston marsh what's up dude uh lucas rizanek hope i said that right john mulan hanchu favia katie joe peter salzen james godak matthew heinz Todd Nelson, Allison Frutos, Matthew Froes, uh, Keith sent in a one-time donation, twenty-five bucks, dude! Holy cow, that is awesome. Uh, Kimberly Bush, thanks for the piriformis video. My pain is gone. Let's see, can I open this up? 
this page isn't working. Okay, well, that was a dumb link. Um, I posted a video on YouTube years ago. Uh, if, you if you search Google for how to cure piriformis syndrome, it's a video of me in a hotel room. I got tired of writing emails, so I decided to video it. And now the video, the video went viral because it actually works. <laughs> and uh, it's free. And it, if you have piriformis syndrome, the pain is unbelievable. And with a few short stretches, you can um, get rid of 99% of it. And um, it went viral. I think it's got a, millions of views. Um, it's really odd. You never know what's going to go viral. Um, M. Webb, Spiros Fetzis, Tyler Moyer, Dwayne Morin, Joseph Deber, Joseph Rogalski, and Michael Redogna. All sent in donations. Okay. So now we're going to get into the training log. It's actually going to be really short. It's just a, um, a couple conversations with uh, me and Kai. And then also um, I'll, I'll hop back on the mic and give my quick review of the, um, the sprint triathlon um, and what we did. Oh, there was one trick that Kai and I did to... Um, that I made Kai do and to help him almost podium in his first ever, first ever adult triathlon, he almost podiumed against kids that are, he's only 12 and there's 19 year olds in this thing. And, uh, and he almost, he's four seconds from getting podium, almost beat his big competition too. Uh, and it's a trick that works the longer the race, because like I said earlier, the longer it goes, the more it becomes a nutrition competition. Everybody's the same amount of fit. It's who's, uh, who's fueling smarter that works. All right, let's go ahead and get started with the training log. And here we go. You are entering the Zentrite training log zone. Kuneli. Hi, everybody. My name is Brett. I'm a trash. I decided it's time I got some friends more suited to my status. But Joe, we've been friends for years. Hey, we all make mistakes. Come on, dudes, let's go exercise. Exercise! Yeah! I'm gonna do sit-ups till I poop myself. All right, I'm here with the infamous Kai Blankner. Hello. And we're at an airfield watching remote-controlled planes, RC planes. There's a Japanese Zero. That's the only one I can totally identify. One, two, three, four five in the air right now so we're pre-riding the uh austin no what is it the rookie try bike course mm -hmm. yes sir what do you think so far it's pretty hilly <laughs> and uh oh we went and swam and it was cold at first but Big... we got used to it <laughs> yes that's what i'm asking oh yes yes so we're being really smart and we uh, swam the afternoon before, and now we're biking the afternoon before, except they don't have the bike course set up at all, and it's on some uh, roads we probably shouldn't be biking on. So we uh, got off the biking roads and got on a paved trail instead that's next to the road, and then came across this, this uh, air show of sorts, remote control plane air show. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It'd be cool if they had like a little aircraft carrier and they were trying to land them on and off the aircraft carrier Is that real? real? that's a real jet <laughs> it's just far enough away to be the same size as yeah, the uh it's a commuter jet 
All right. What's well, amazing the things we bump into, huh? Yeah. Being triathletes. All right. How are you gonna feel for tomorrow? What do you think? Awesome. I'm riding behind Kai, and he's got his Blankner USA team kit on. You look pretty slick, dude. You look pro. All right, I'm just wearing cargo. I'm wearing dad shorts, which are cargo shorts, and uh, a gray shirt with a bicycle on it that says "Pump Tires, Not Gas." All right, let's go. Woo! Let's go, champ! All right, I am at the uh, the rookie try, and I'm feeling a little bit outclassed here. <laughs> I uh, I did not. Uh, bring my aero helmet or I left my racing aero front wheel at the uh, there's a car alarm going off at the uh, house because I um, I was thinking that I would look kind of silly at a beginner triathlon turns out this is only about half of a beginner triathlon half the field looks um, new you know, like on road bikes with kind of mixed, mashed, mixed, mashed, mixed and matched um, gear and not arrow. You know, you can just tell people that are newer to the sport. And then um, the other half to maybe a third is diamond uh, beam bikes, BMC TM01s, Trek. Uh, uh, what do I have? <laughs> Trek Super Aero bikes. And just on and on, like felt, uh, super deep frames, specialized S-Works, and uh, plenty of aero helmets and Zip 808s to go around. <laughs> so I'm going to lose some time against these people in that. But really, I'm just here to have fun uh, today. And we're going to see how it goes. And that car alarm is really annoying. So um, I'm done with the transition area. And... I think I go, need to go use the, the restroom. And then I'm, maybe we'll have an interview with Kai or maybe not, but then we're going to um, uh, have post-race review. It'd be super cool. All right, out, bang. All right, I'm here with future pro triathlete Kai Blankner after the race. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, get off your phone for a second. Oh my God. All right, how'd you do? Good, I got fourth out of 19 year olds. And, and younger? And younger. Yeah. So you post like 18 miles per hour on a hilly bike ride? Mm-hmm, yes sir. <laughs> the bike ride, bike ride was legit. Yeah. I kept thinking I was gonna catch you guys, but I never did. Yeah. What'd you think of the swim? It was okay. Did you notice we had to swim into the sun to start off? Oh, yeah. I couldn't see at all. I just followed splashes. Yeah. Did you have any body contact? No. No? Well, someone, like, stopped, and then they started doing breaststroke, mm. and then it, they, like, hit me in the rib, so it really hurt. Yeah? Yeah. Somebody touched my, my baby. I need to beat him up. Yep. Hey, what were you about your transition times? They're pretty good. You're talking like a minute and a half and like 16 seconds and stuff like that? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. And then the run was uh, off-road. Yeah. It was like mowed grass, like cross-country. Yeah. With all the twists and turns at the end? Yep. 
That's amazing. That's pretty cool. And your competition beat you by only four seconds. Yep. So. That's awesome. Usually you're um, further behind than that, and so now you mm -hmm. you caught them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're uh, recording. This is Clayton, Kai's coach. How's it going? How's it going? It was a beautiful day for a triathlon. Yeah, you raced open and got, what, do you know what place you got? I got 17th overall and 12th in the division, so even a few females beat me. So oh, good man. Day. Good day out there. Yeah, I realized I got 19th. It says I got 19th, and I thought that's overall, but that doesn't include... You guys. Nope. No. Sadly not. <laughs> but, uh, and then I got 19th for out of my gender, so I guess no, um, no chicks chicked me. But, anyway, then we saw Amy Marsh, which was cool. All right, where's he going? Oh. Is there beer? Where? Uh, so there's beer and tacos. Where? Uh, so I, f I finally found them, so over on, like, the left. Oh, uh, okay. A little beer garden area, and they have little street tacos in there. All right, and all right. I'm going. Beers, beers free? Yeah. All and right. said one per person at a time, so I think that means you can get more than one. All right. Well, this interview's over. Okay. Can I get some beer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Tacos. All right. Cool. I'll take his beer. <laughs> all right, cool. Okay, so the way the race went down is... Uh, it was a it was a really nice day. I don't think you could ask for a better day. There were some people that were worried about it being too cold. Oh, so the day before the race, um, Kai's only done one other open water, uh, open water uh, race. A lot of the stuff you do when you're younger is pool swim. So um, he was a little bit nervous about that, and also he's on a road course with adults that are going to be screaming by. So I decided that we would go to the the race location the uh, afternoon before and get in the water and swim around. And that would expose him to the water so he wouldn't be nervous. And Because there's also fears about the water being too cold because it's a little bit early in the season. And then also we would ride the bike course so that um, he knew what he was getting into, look for potholes and stuff like that. And also the strategy was his coach is... Uh, going to be in the very first wave, the pro uh, slash open wave. Anybody could be in it. And um, I was debating about being in that wave too and decided not to because um, we wanted this to be fun for Kai and have a challenge. And if I'm behind him, I was a couple ways, I was eight, eight minutes behind, then I could tell him, and I did, that we'll, I was going to chase him and don't let me catch him, and that would make him go faster, right? Uh, regardless if my time's faster, because I'm eight minutes behind, just don't let me catch you. That's a race within the race, right? And then it also made me feel a little bit better because um, I could, if something happened with him or his other 12-year-old friend that was in the race, and these aren't just 12-year-old kids that like just live on, on uh, you know, some neighborhood street that ride BMX bikes around. Uh, Kai and his friend have been on a triathlon team since they were six years old. So they know what they're doing. <laughs> These kids race, you know. But um, but if they did have trouble, like a flat tire or a little bit of a crash or something like that, then I would be coming up from behind and would be able to uh, pull over and help them out, sacrifice my race because it's just sprint. It's not a big deal. I signed up for it at the last moment. And... Uh, yeah, so it was all going to work out, and it would make because we have to drive two hours to get to Austin. It would make my um, my drive to Austin uh, 
uh, all the way to Austin and back and sacrificing a day and a half of uh, my weekend. Uh, way more worth it to actually be in a race too, right? It gets exciting. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And to be in a, my first ever race with uh, Kai. The water was chilly at first, but then we warmed up and then they had the buoys out and everything. 300 meter open water swim. And so we swam around. Beautiful day. It was great. Um, so that got that fear out of Kai's uh, head. And you know what? I need to yell out the door that, that Keaton needs to go home uh, in a few minutes. It's going to be nine o'clock. And we said, Keaton, he lives around the corner. Hold on. Check this out. This is Parenting 101. Just being a dad. Hey, Keaton, you know what time it is? Okay, he knows he needs to be home at 9? Yeah. All right. It's a badass dad's parent. He's giving information. <laughs> Let them make their own decisions. Okay. Um, then, let's see what happened. The... Um, Oh, then we got on the bike course. Turned out uh, part of the bike course was a little bit too dangerous to drive on or to ride bikes on on Saturday afternoon. So then we circumvented around one little part of it, found a trail. Google Maps on the iPhone got us on a trail that we got around that. And then we rode around and um, that's where we saw the uh, remote control planes. It was pretty cool. So then we biked the rest of the bike course and it was 11 miles. I was yelling at Kai at first to slow the F down because he's taken off all over the place. And I'm like, you don't understand, dude. This is not easy. This bike course is really hard, and you, uh, you're you going to wear yourself out. And we're, we're sitting in the uprights, just casually riding and just looking for potholes. We're not trying to ride the course, even like an easy training ride. It's not a training ride. We're trying to ride the bike course as slowly as possible and look for potholes, broken glass, stuff like that's going to ruin your race. So after a while, he finally quit doing that. Oh, we met another guy named Michael, an older guy, and rode with him. Um, and that was fun. And then Kai was like, oh, my God, this is hilly. This is really hilly. And I said, yes, your mom did this course. <laughs> and a half Ironman. So you need to be able to do this, too. And that energized him and put it in perspective. And then... What was the next? Let me make sure we're still recording here. Do a little volume check. Okay. And then the um, a handy tip was, okay, remember that there's about six, I think, really, really difficult hills, long hills that are steepish. And um, so remember that when you're doing one, the first one, you got like five more to go, you know. And then when you're all done with this, you got, you know, your run, your two-mile run that had a little bit of a hill in it at one point and maybe two a little bit of one and then um so by the end of the bike ride he was like holy crap and then we went to the hotel had had uh dinner with the the other kids parents and the coach and talked about nutrition and stuff like that and mentioned to the, to the coach about maltodextrin and um then on race morning, oh, there was a little bit of talk about wetsuits, and it was so funny seeing people. It is the rookie triathlon, and people are a little bit scared. They're new to racing, and um, uh, if you know about open water swimming and how long it takes to swim 300 meters, you know you don't need a wetsuit, no matter how cold the water is. <laughs> um, but if you wear a wetsuit, 
then it's such a short swim, you're going to take so much time changing that the water was 72 degrees, probably, um, 73, um, maybe 74, but you, um, it takes so much time to get out of your wetsuit, you might as well not wear a wetsuit at all, and um, so that's what I convinced Kai, he doesn't have one anyway at his age, you're going to grow, outgrow it so fast, and so let's see, the pro wave went first, Amy Marsh was there, which was super cool, she's recovered from cancer, and she was a big time pro before she uh, got leukemia, and then successfully beat it, and uh, this was her first race back, which was super cool, and she was just racing, um, uh, you know, just for fun as her first ever race back uh, to kind of get a feel for things again, but it was so neat. I talked to her at the finish line, and that was was so, so awesome that we did not lose her and that she uh, won and won that battle, and then also Brandon Marsh is her husband, and he's super cool. He won the swim at Ironman Texas uh, one, one year or two years, led the swim. Anyway, he's cool. And so I was talking with him, but, uh, so really great conditions. Uh, the men's pro wave took off and then I think Kai's wave was, so the open pro wave did a mass start. And then the age group waves that went after that did, um, so Kai's was 19 and under, it was 20 men's 29 and under and Kai was mixed in with it. It's so cute. And then, uh, they're doing, uh, uh, single file start, which was cool. I liked it. It made it things way more calm and out around the buoys, two turns. And then you're back took like three, four minutes, five minutes maybe. And then you have to run up this hill and then there's freaking goddamn thorns burning thorns, thorns that hurt in the grass, uh, every year at this race, even though they weren't that bad, still just a few is really bad. After the race was over, we were back in College Station. Emily was pulling thorns out of our feet with uh, tweezers. And then, uh, so you always have to watch out for that. Um, Then in the bike ride, um, I thought for sure I would catch Kai and his friend because I'm only eight minutes behind. And, you know, I gained a couple minutes on him on the swim or maybe a minute, and then I would um, catch them. But these kids, these kids that are on these kids' try teams, their uh, transitions are nut bar, dude. They are so fast. They've been trained like these uh, ITU triathletes, like the Brownleys, just to sacrifice everything and just fly through transition. It's brutal. And um, I, I was, no one passed, now it's a single file start, you know, but I was so like, I, even though no one passed me in my age group, still a couple people behind me went faster than me. I ended up third in my age group. But um, on the bike, I was passing everybody. Nobody passed me except for one guy, and then he ended up dropping his chain. And, uh, and we were at the same speed. We were going all over the place, back and forth and back and forth uh, for a few minutes. And then um, after the race, he told me later he dropped his chain. And then... Um, super hilly bike ride, but I was stomping it and did really good. I don't know what I averaged, uh, in Watts, but one time I hit 500 Watts. Uh, I saw on my file, uh, hit 37 miles per hour on a downhill and then just having a good old time. But anyway, I kept thinking I'd see Kai and, uh, maybe, uh, Colin, 
on the, um, you know, coming over a hill, I'd see them. Nope, that wasn't them. Is that them? Nope, not them. That's got to be them. There's no way uh, that they could be, um, you know, over the top of this hill before me. Monster hills. Nope, never saw them. I get all the way into the race, uh, T2, and Kai's granddad, Emily's dad, came to watch the race and was taking pictures and stuff. And uh, we call him Papa. I go, hey, Papa. And he goes, hey, Kai's two minutes ahead of you. And I was like, holy crap. Out of a 30-something minute bike ride, he's still two minutes ahead of me. And he was on a road bike, and I'm on my uh, Trek Speed Concept, you know, like my super aero bike, putting out at times, you know, 500 watts. And he's still in front of me. And um, uh, Kai was on mountain biking team all this spring, so he can put down he can put down the watts uh, climbing. He's used to that stuff. And so I started the run, and then on the run, it ended up being not the Ironman, the half Ironman course. It's like through grass and stuff. If you've ever done the Danskin race, if you're a female listener, um, I think that's the same course. I watched Emily do that one time there too, and. Um, so it's like mowed pasture kind of, so it's kind of uneven, kind of cross country kind of grass and it goes through the woods and stuff. Um, but there's an out and back along a power line. So on halfway on the out, I saw him coming on the back and I pointed at him and I go, Kai Blankner. And I did the, the eyes. I pointed at my eyes and then pointed at his eyes. I go, I go, I'm coming for you. <laughs> And he looked badass. He was all running, all pro looking. And then uh, he smiled and then kept running and uh, running the other way. And then here's another trick. Um, you, if somebody's doing an out and back, you look at your watch and you time it where you are. And then when you get to the point, when you go to the out and then the back where you saw that person, if you've timed it, then you know how far behind you are behind them, right? And I was two minutes behind. And then I need to remember to tell y'all the uh, the trick with uh, his fuel. Um, then he, uh, oh, I, I kept running and running and running and uh, never caught him. And actually, he runs faster than I do. Um, so he was running a low seven, high six minute mile pace, maybe a low six. And I was running a high seven. And I was trying to baby my feet a little bit so I didn't injure my feet because I'm recovering from plantar fasciitis. And my feet never hurt, even though I was running a high seven-minute mile pace. And I'm a little bit overweight right now. My running speed isn't quite what I want it to be because I'm, I'm about 15 pounds over my uh, race weight, my really lean race weight, um, mostly because I've backed off the running. And then uh made it to the podium emily's dad videoed me coming in to the finish line uh later we were watching the video and kai looked at me and he goes dad do you do you like your running form <laughs> like that because i was flinging my hands trying to get momentum to to haul my uh my carcass across the finish line as fast as i could and um yeah so then i ended up uh for a while i was in second place but somebody came in and, and bumped me down to uh third place and I didn't beat Kai's coach. He beat me by a couple minutes. And I beat Kai's time by a couple minutes, which was good to keep Kai in his place and, and let him know his dad's no slouch. And because he's always like, I'm faster than you, dad. And I'm like, we'll see. <laughs> and um, but I t- 
dude, pretty quick, he's going to be uh, faster than me. He's already faster than me on the run and both transitions by a huge margin. So I've got the bike for a while in the swim, but that'll, that'll fade and he'll uh, pick that up. And then let's see. Oh, in his bike bottle, this was my trick. I said, Kai, you can't do this race. This race is going to take almost an hour. So you can't do this race um, on nothing. I mean, you could, but you'll actually do a little bit better if you take a little bit of fuel, but not too much. And he's like, okay. And I said, because he's always in competition with this Colin kid. And I said, this is what we're going to do. In your water bottle, you're going to, I'm going to put in uh, some maltodextrin powder. You can buy it in bulk. And basically it's the main ingredient in gels, but it's almost flavorless. So it's straight carbs, but if you dilute it with water, it doesn't give you a big spike or anything. You know, it's like an even drip. And on the bike ride, the bike ride was, it had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven turns about. I said each big turn, uh, take a huge glug of your water ball and try to finish most of it between, um, and I think it, he had about... 150, maybe 200 calories. I think it was 150 calories. Yeah, of uh, maltodextrin powder in his uh, bike ball. I put in 200, but I knew he wouldn't finish it. So he probably got about 150 in. And um, he said that that, and I said on every one of the big turns, um, take a sip, a big glug of the water. You know that way it spaces it out. And he said. Um, during the bike ride and then during the run, he's never felt like that. He had energy the entire time. It felt amazing. And I said, did your stomach hurt? And he goes, nope. So that's the thing about maltodextrin powder. It doesn't make your stomach hurt. And he, uh, he said he's never finished that close to Colin before. Four seconds behind his big competition, which in, in the kids' races they're doing, he usually finishes a couple minutes behind Colin. You know, like these 20-minute races, 25-minute races. Colin beats him by like a minute or two. And in an hour race, and Colin had um, just water on his bike. And I told him, I said, you want some fuel? And he's like, nope. And I go, okay, whatever. <laughs> and uh, so Kai outfueled him. Well, he still, he still got beat, but he almost beat Colin, which is just a massive gain in performance. Kai is super excited that he did so well. And he almost beat Colin. Colin had to punch it at the end to finally uh, beat Kai on an uphill on the run. And uh, Kai's got like 10, 20 pounds on Colin. So when it went up, Colin was able to outrun him at the very end. Um, but anyway, that's your super trick is fueling, fueling smart, maltodextrin powder. You can order it in bulk. You do 100 to 300, 400 calories per hour. Doesn't bother your stomach. And, you know, man, it's a, it's a whopper of a deal. Dude. It's super cheap too. All right. Um, I'm super excited. Like I told lots of people over the weekend, um, I can now, if, if they, this is my first ever race with Kai at this age group, and we can now start doing races together. And we can be doing this for 20, 30 years. We can be in races together. And he can, um, we can meet up. Let's say he's off at college or out of college, you know, we can meet up and go, we can schedule to be in the same race, and he can race with his dad and um, just do back and forth. Uh, do relays and stuff as long as uh, we look for races that are um, 
that allow his age in at the time. All right, let's wrap up the show with a couple other sponsor mentions. Amrita Bars, they sent me an email asking what are my favorite flavors, and I'm like, anything with chocolate in it, first off. So like three out of their four recovery bars have chocolate in it. Anyway, they're uh, they're sweetened with dates instead of just sugar. And so uh, dates also have a lot of nutrition, like vitamins and stuff, and they have um, fiber in them. So they're way healthier for you than anything else out there. Any kind of date-based bar is going to be way better. And instead of nuts, if you have a nut allergy, they have seeds for the fat and the protein. So absolutely fantastic. And I said strawberry. Uh, so they're regular bars. Uh, there's a strawberry apricot and then a pineapple chia. Uh, Kai loves a strawberry apricot. And um, they have a little bit of cardamom in the um, as the spice in them, and that's soothing to the stomach. And they're actually soft. So you can eat them um, and not get a mouthful of dust and powder from a dried bar, like every one of those dried granola bars while you're on the bike. These are like soft and more like chewy and kind of like a fruit roll-up almost, but, you know, solid. And I absolutely love them. They're super cool. Uh, Great for uh, base rides, long, super long workouts where you want some solid fuel, easy to digest. Um, Also have some fat in them, A a lot of good fat in them. Um, I've noticed, uh, eat one on the way to the pool and then it digests in your stomach a little bit before the swim and then during the swim. So then you don't have to stop and eat and it doesn't bother your stomach. Um, big thing is if it gets cold, they don't freeze hard and they also have, um, ingredients in them that reduces inflammation so you can train better and recover better from your stuff. So, Amrita bars, you can order them online and they're starting to carry them in some stores. Bother your store and ask them why they don't have Am- Amrita bars yet. And Amrita is A M R I T A, Amrita. And you can get a discount code. Where is it? Oh, Zen2016. I thought I had a Zen2017. Where's my discount code? Mmm, mmm. Hmm. Where's? Hmm. Let me check my uh, my template for my shows. I thought we had a different discount code. Let's try Amrita Team Twenty Seventeen. Amrita Team Twenty Seventeen gets you twenty five percent off anything on their site at any time and a flat rate of five bucks for shipping. Yeah, yeah. Amrita Team Twenty Seventeen. Love it. Oh, I raced in the Amrita kit. I love that Amrita kit. It's so cool. Black with kind of like a cool orange and gold and red. A little kind of rainbow blossom kind of color on it. It's Amrita. People are like, how's that guy so fast? And uh, for being a giant Swedish chef looking dude, like riding around on his bike, how can he do that? And they go, oh, he must be eating those Amrita bars that are on his jersey. He must, that must be the secret. Okay, and let's see. Hornet juice, we'll get to that as long as we make sure we don't have anything else. We did salt sticks, Sunto. You can. Oh, um, you can. I've been using it lately before workouts. A little bit of you, a scoop or two, usually a scoop of you can before my swim sometimes. And then also um, uh, oil. So like MCT oil, like coconut oil. Um uh, up to a tablespoon of that, you don't want, you gotta be careful. Once you hit a tablespoon, then it can give you the poops and like, like a cannon, like out your butt. So you don't want that. But also, 
Did you know the stuff that's in fish oil that's so good for you um, is also in flaxseed oil? And if you smell flaxseed oil, it actually smells kind of fishy. Well, that's the omega, is it the omega-3 oil um, uh, that's in it? That's actually the smell that gives fish their smell. And it's also in flaxseeds. And in fact, it's in a higher ratio of flaxseeds, but without any of the mercury in fish. And I've been making my... Um, my drink on the way to the pool, sometimes I'll do coffee and some uh, Ucan. And Ucan's like a super slow digesting starch uh, with a little bit of flaxseed oil in it too. Because um, you don't need much. You just need a little bit. And then the, the power of the coffee, the strength of the coffee, and then the Ucan, a little bit of stevia in it. There's so many flavors going on in there. You can't really taste the uh, flaxseed oil. And I just got flaxseed from the grocery store, flaxseed oil. And um, anyway... That's my post this morning. I had a fantastic run this morning, and I had a serving of Ucan and a little bit, like a spoonful of a MCT oil mixed in. And Ucan is a super slow digesting starch. A lot of people use it um, so that they don't get a blood sugar spike, and it helps you lose weight uh, because uh, it's that insulin spike that tells your body if you eat like sugary stuff. It goes, oh, you got all this extra energy uh, stored as fat all over your body. <laughs> And if you um, do UCAN, it's such a slow, it's called the slow, there's a low carb and then there's slow carb where you get your carbs, but you just do them slower and then you don't get, you get all the energy you need, but you just don't spike your blood sugar. And that's what UCAN does. I absolutely love this stuff. Um, and a way to get it cheaper online, you're like, man, this stuff is a little bit expensive. Well, the thing is, you actually don't use that much of it. And a way to get it even cheaper is to use the discount code Zentry. Uh, get you 15% off. And somebody, so don't forget that. Go to UCAN, Generation UCAN is another way. Uh, the letter U, C-A-N, UCAN, all one word. Um, find them online, uh, their main website. And I've got to deal with them. You get 15% off if you use discount code Zentry. I need to order some more. Um, they make a chocolate one. Oh, so good. And then... Somebody, oh, in the UK, send me an email or a message on Twitter. Let me pull it up. And said they want to work with me because uh, they're getting people contacting them going, hey, I want to order you can, but they live in uh, Europe. And Generation You Can UK. So it looks like their Twitter handle is UCAN, you can, underscore UK. And they sent me a note. They said, hey, thank you for getting in touch. I've had a couple of customers contact me and tell me about your podcast. They say you talk about super starch uh, several times. So it's like maltodextrin. They gave Kai his whopping power. But um, it digests. takes twice or three times as long to digest so you don't get a spike. Same, It's a starch, just like maltodextrin is a starch. Uh, several times in each of your podcasts, and you can give a discount code out for the USA site. I was wondering if you would be happy to give out a discount code for your UK listeners. Uh, they can do 10% discount for them and would be happy to use the same code if, make it easy, you know what it is. I'm about to send them an email. Let's type it right now. Watch this. It's a direct message. Here you go. Watch this. I'm going to do... Nothing better than typing on a podcast. You bet! Exclamation point. Let's. I'm typing with one hand. 
Oh, I mistyped. Let's do it. Exclamation point. There, it's done, everybody. Bam, send. Okay, so if you live in the UK, go to um, uh, the UK site for uh, you can. How many U's can we throw in here? And get 10% off um, with discount code Zentry. All right? Cool. All right, everybody, stay safe out there. And um, by the way, if you want to get Hornet juice off this show, which I use quite frequently, it's an amino acid powder that you add to, and it um, the protein uh, mix in it turns on your fat burning even more than before. Uh, people, these emails that I get from people that are like, "Holy crap, this stuff is amazing for longer workouts," is uh, that's what that is, Hornet juice, and it's made from the the same formula as the protein mix ratios in Japanese killer hornet saliva. <laughs> no joke. Um, because it's been found that that's the animal with the highest fat burning um, potential in it that uses the fat burning the most because it flies the furthest and it weighs the heaviest and they're like how in the world is this thing doing it and um, so in a lab they figured out oh it's you know this amount of this amino acid this amount of that amino acid this amount of that amino acid and then boom next thing you know you get fat burning like crazy and so hornet juice is that Uh, those amino acids in that same balance and it is nuts how well it works. And if you buy Hornet Juice, then you get you get your Hornet Juice. You get an email from me, and it comes from New Zealand. And you get something cool that's a novelty that makes your training fun. And you help support Zentry. A tiny little bit off the top that you order goes back to Zentry, right back into helping produce the show so that we can buy things to put on the wall so that we don't have the echo in here that uh, you've been listening to this whole episode. So next episode, stay tuned, and we'll have um, some more stuff up on the wall so we're nice and quiet. And uh, thanks for listening. Sorry uh, it took a long time to get this show out, but um, moving, oh my God, moving and racing, and I'm a scout leader in Kai's Boy Scout Troop, and being a dad, and um, I got to say, you know, my feet injury, my, my plantar fasciitis is getting a heck of a lot better. Uh, but for a while, man, I was in a funk there. Like just, it's like depressing not being able to run when you're used to running. And energy levels are popping back up. And now a dedicated room that I can record podcasts in. It's amazing. And we got so much coming in future episodes with this backyard pool and uh, injuries healing up. I mean, today was the first day where I was running. I was like, man, maybe this fall I could do a self-supported Ironman again uh, and get back on it like I used to do. I've missed a year. I missed two years. Did a self-supported Ultraman uh, two years ago now. Skipped last year. So let's uh, let's. Uh, oh, we did Ironman Canada last summer instead. And yeah, so lots more to come in upcoming episodes. All right, everybody, stay safe out there. Work the uphills, cruise the downhills, and keep the rubber side down out.
Hold on. Hold on. Hey, whoa, whoa, back up. Oh man, are you having pizza now? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm on, a, <laughs> I'm on a Skype call right now. <laughs> has it been paid for yet? Yes. Oh, it has? Oh, cool. oh man, lucky. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Lauren. It's an age grouper life. Gosh, your wife takes care of you. I know. <laughs> there you go, sir. Thank you. Uh, if you just set it down here. Oh, oh, wait. I don't want the box to snap. Here, just help me set it down. Yeah, I got you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll come back and get it in a second. Okay. Thanks, sir. Thank you. Have right. a good evening. You too. That's probably the first time that's ever happened on a triathlon podcast. Pizza. Yeah. Yum. Well, she texted me a few minutes ago and said, hey, there's a pizza coming. Go get it. <laughs> and I'm like, Sounds amazing. Um, you know, I told her, I was like, I'm going to be interviewing Lauren Brandman. Come on. Gosh, didn't you know? Yeah. <laughs> She's, I told you she's trying to sabotage me. Okay. Gosh.